What's up, guys? It's Nate. I want to give you a heads up about this episode. It's going to be fucking cool, dude. We're starting a series about some comic books that are very near and dear to my heart. Uh, they were, uh, they're a Christian series of comics. Sounds crazy, but they became super infamous because of how, like, gory and crazy and, like, a cult. And they were talked about, like, fucking. You're going to, you guys are going to catch it. They're going to talk about exorcisms. They're going to talk about like Freemasons. They're going to talk about the Vatican eating kids and crazy weird shit. Like these comic books are like, they were for adults and they're just amazing, dude. And this is, was part of my childhood, dude. I grew up reading these. My mom still has them. Um, anyways, we'll explain more in the episode. The perfect person to go through this series with us was Thomas from the Paranoid American. He also read a bunch of these and so, like, this is like, anyways, you know Thomas, he's the shit, he has his own comic series, uh, he makes fucking comics with one-on-one, -on -one, uh, Juan Ayala, but you know what I'm saying, guys. Anyways, I'm retarded. Uh, I love you guys, you're gonna wanna watch the video version with us on our Rockfin for free, or YouTube that sucks, I think we're still on a YouTube timeout, so fuck YouTube, uh, and then the other thing, I, there's also a link in the description below uh, that will give you the digital version of the comic, so you can actually read it along with us, and you're going to have fun, because we get goofy, and we have a blast, and there's a lot of laughs, and probably whiskey involved, I'm sure there was. Uh, and then finally, Thomas hooked us up with a bunch of fucking swag, Thomas the Paranoid American, a bunch of stickers, uh, a bunch of fucking bookmarks, bunch of crazy stuff like anyways awesome shit give us a five-star review over on apple podcasts so people can find us because you know we're kind of a small but growing podcast and take a screenshot send it to us and we'll send you some swag also we got a dude we got all kinds of swag I, there's a bunch of stuff that i want to give to you guys so give us a good review we'll read your review on the show and uh we'll give you a shout out so, anyways, we love you guys. Enjoy the show. Bye. And I didn't hit the fucking intro or whatever. I don't know. Who's up? Hey. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and we're your hosts, Nate and Tony. Hello. And dude, we got Paranoid American back on. We're talking about one of my favorite like childhood subjects. This is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Paranoid American, do you want to like give your plugs real fast? And then, dude, I'm going to let you take the wheel on this and tell like our audience what the fuck we're talking about tonight. Okay, right on, man. And I want to revisit what you said, because I guess I wouldn't immediately think of jack chick tracks as a childhood thing but we're gonna dig that's into that how i grew up in that shit yeah <laughs> okay oh that's true that's true we've been into that before oh uh, yeah so I'm, I'm paranoid american you can check me on social media on instagram at paranoid american and then also paranoidamerican.com you can read a whole bunch of comics and see a bunch of cool artwork and i've got a few comics on amazon.com right now that you can just search paranoid american and find a whole bunch of them 
Um, so we'll get, and then there also mkultracomic.com should bring you directly to a page on my site that's got my own version of a chick track that's about the uh, project MK Ultra, and it breaks down the entire you know history from uh, paperclip all the way to modern day. So if you like ch chick tracks and you're like conspiracy theories, you definitely like this. Dude, that's sick. I, I'm excited about that. Fuck yeah, dude. So uh, so I've I've got a little bit of historical for anyone that's not familiar with with Jack Chick, and I do, I wouldn't be surprised if you aren't because it's in this very tiny little niche. Uh, which of course is like your whole world, Nate. Uh, but but Jack Chick, uh, technically Jack Thomas Chick, and you'll see in the bottom right corner of all of his pamphlets, there's a little JTC, and that's what his name was. But he never actually wanted his name on the pamphlets, and I think that was a requirement by the printer that he was working with at the time. And on the back cover, where it says Chick Publications, uh, this is from a, a documentary about his life, but he didn't even come up with the title Chick Publications. He wanted something totally anonymous because he wanted the comics to just completely speak for themselves and not yeah. have him like at all in the book, which uh, in its own right is such a cool kind of concept of like, I just want the work to speak for itself to the point where I don't even want my name on it. I just want it out there. Uh, so anyways, Jack T. Chick, he was born in like, like 1924 or something. Um, he kind of grew up and always had a little bit of like an artistic flair to him. He was like a sign painter at one point. And uh, he also ended up going into the military in World War II. And he, I think he was stationed in Okinawa. And mm. um, while he was there, he met a, a nurse or a missionary. He met a missionary there. And the missionary was telling him about these communist uh, propaganda pamphlets they had been sending around and finding. And he got his hands on one. And he saw it was like this little miniature comic that was like very easy to follow, very easy to read. And it was literally just, you know, communist Chinese propaganda, but it was extremely effective to the point where, you know, he enjoyed like reading it. And that gave him the idea of, you know, I should make some pamphlets like this, but he was kind of like a, a Protestant. So he went that route with it. He turned it into like a fundamentalist propaganda series. So that was kind of like the original nugget of where this whole thing came from is Jack T. Trick. Did he invent tracks? He didn't. He didn't invent the concept of yeah. these particular tracks, but what we call chick tracks is pretty much like ubiquitously known as like his format within, you know, the states or pretty much the Western world at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, tracks will forever have his name attached to them. Like whenever people think about tracks, they think instantly chick tracks. Like he definitely was, at least in my world. I'm <laughs> Well, and me and you probably are used to the the smaller little format one, but I think mm -hmm. the very first ones that he came out with were like ten inches. It was like almost like a full sheet of paper, and then he went down to like a three by five, like a postcard um, or like an index card size, and then he finally settled on the smaller one that that you and I are probably the most familiar with. And I think that was around like the seventies through the eighties. Uh, so, anyways, without doing like the full deep dive on his entire background. He basically starts making these uh, chick tracks around 1960 or 1961, and he was making about one a year uh, versus I think when we got into the 80s, he was cranking out like one per month. And you can see a lot of these on his website on chick.com. Um, but I would say that if actually you start looking around, I'm pretty sure they've unpublished more than they have remaining published. Because uh, a lot of them were very controversial. The dude attracted death threats. I think his car got shot up a couple times. Uh, so he was a very controversial character. So that's that's Jack T. Chick, the man. 
Yeah, man, it's fascinating. And so just for non-Christian listeners that don't know what the fuck we're talking about when we keep saying a track, what we're talking about is these little, like, exactly what Thomas was just explaining, these little propaganda. <laughs> it's, they're basically propaganda little pamphlet, propaganda yeah. Pa- pamphlets, yeah. And you'll find them, like, dude, I remember being a little kid and, like, my pastor and, like, the, you know, like the community around me would, like, fill my pockets with these. And they would be like, go hand these out to people. Go say Jesus loves you and hand them this. You know, and, like, you know, they're a little kids, so they're not going to get mad at me. But, like, you know, I'd watch them and they'd throw it directly into the trash afterward. You know, and or, you know, a notorious one that you probably saw, like, I don't know, like 20 years ago. It would look like there's a dollar bill on the ground or it looked like a hundred dollar bill on the ground. I hate those, man. I hate those, yeah. Yeah, Or you'd be, like, working, like, at a restaurant or something, you know, and you see the tip on the table. Somebody gives that to you as a tip. And you're like, oh, man, someone, you know, someone tipped me a 20. This is awesome. And you open it up and it's like, come to church. It's such and such. Yeah. I wonder who actually for that. Who yeah. picks one of those so up as a people. tip, and they're like, "Oh, this is exactly what I hoped for," you know? <laughs> yeah. Good lord. Yeah, it sucks so bad, dude. Yeah, it's like you know what's more valuable than money? Jesus is love. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and and you're joking here, but that really was the crux of what chick tracks were, and it's why we've heard about them, and it's why they were so freaking ubiquitous, is because of that exact use case where. You went to church and your pastor just had like a whole big box of them and they might have even had like a little basket and it was like, just pick, you know, pick the, your, whatever ones you want. And there was like a whole bunch of scattered pick ones. Pick your poison. Yeah. Cause the way that it worked <laughs> is that you would contact chick publications and say, you know, I'm this evangelist or I'm the pastor or something and I want 5,000 or 10,000 and they would, they would cut them to you for like pennies on the dollar. Um, Cause they were, they were priced to a certain way so that you could just give them out for free they were not made to be resold or for profit or anything so you own a church uh you're running it you order ten thousand of these and you just put your church name on the back and then that's the rest of it is just you giving them out to people and giving them to the kids and saying hey kids go and leave these on pay phones and leave it in restrooms and leave it at mcdonald's and just various places you know yeah dude i'm i'm actually really curious were they like uh like were they successful? Did they make a lot of money? Like, oh yeah. So, so I think in the early two thousands, uh, and they, I mean, they're still running now. And we'll get into where where they're at now. But in the early two thousands, they were turning somewhere around estimated profits of like three million a year. Which, if you consider, it's just selling these little pamphlets and comics. I mean, that's not jump change. And I think they yeah. had a staff of like twenty people or something. Uh, you know, full office, full time employees, researchers, writers, everything. So it, it was. It was not just a random dude in his, you know, in his basement cranking out uh, religious propaganda. It was, you know, 20 dudes in basements cranking out religious propaganda. Hell yeah, dude. And some of that shit was so fucking based. I'm so like, I'm excited to get into some of it. So like a lot of this is just like my childhood memories of what they were actually. So I don't know if like they're going to disappoint, but like, I thought I remember like nuns getting raped. I definitely saw like child sacrifice, like, I definitely remember all kinds of crazy shit and there's like Satan, you know? And I'm like, dude, as a kid, I'm reading this. I'm like, holy shit, mom, is this legit? And my mom's like, absolutely. 100% of what you're reading right now is fact. I love that. (laughs) It's fascinating that if that was presented to you in any other way, 
you wouldn't let your kid read. You'd be like, no, that's fucking terrible. But it's a dope ass comic book. Yeah, because like, dude, I rejected most of like my religious propaganda, but like it was in a comic book. It was done really well. Like, and there's like this violent, crazy shit going on. I was like, this is awesome. It was great, man. It was, it was like X-Men, but it was like, it was real. And there's Satan and God, and there's this ultimate struggle. And you're talking about the Crusaders comic specifically right now, which I think yeah. was done by the artist Fred Carter, which was a, a black guy that they started working with in like the 70s, late 70s. Um, and he did almost all of the really, that really like high quality, like, holy crap, I can't believe this is in this free comic. That was almost all Fred Carter. And man, there's there's one in particular. I don't know which part of the Crusader series. It was one of them that shows Jesus on a cross. And it was like the most violent and visceral thing that you've ever seen. Like little chunks of flesh hanging off and blood. And like he like pulled out no stops. And what's crazy is that this is just in like some regular comic. You'd go and walk and buy it like a Christian bookstore. And it was far more violent than like the X-rated Dark Horse, you know, comics that you had to have your parent going by Dude, they were fucking just... sweet <laughs> yeah man i, I remember mean, this... when my mom brought these home we'd like picked them up at like saint vincent de paul because like we were poor as fuck you know what i'm talking about you know those well, little, and, like... and these were also sold for extremely cheap because again yeah. this was made for people to read and to share they weren't necessarily made for a profit originally yeah man so like we bought we picked them up at a thrift store i think they were like 25 cents a copy and my mom bought the entire fucking series which was a lot of money to us at that point, dude. Like we were dirt poor, dude. Like, so this is the entire Crusader series. The entire Crusader series, dude. And my <laughs> mom, I think, I know that probably some of them have been destroyed, but like my mom still has a solid stack of those at her house right now, and I definitely want to flip through those, dude. But I found a, a majority of these online now, and that's I read episode one to get prepared for this. Okay, and we're, we'll cover the episode one, I think, in its entirety here, um, and then. Let's see what else. Some some quick things about uh, so Jack D. Chick, uh, he actually died in 2016, um, and I think before he died, there was only two known pictures of him that ever were published, and they were both from one was like his high school senior yearbook photo, and the other one was some other. Um, he went to like the Pasadena Playhouse and he studied uh, art there, and that was the last time that he had anything published. And after he died chick.com uh, started releasing a few like company photos with him and the other people that worked there but it was essentially jack chick and this guy fred carter that was an, a phenomenal artist and unfortunately fred carter died this year in may um so with jack chick and fred carter both out there's one guy left and i can't remember his name it's like daniel david daniels um and he's kind of like a researcher slash writer and i don't know if he's also doing artwork but i i think he's kind of like the last remaining person and if you go and look at like the chick.com blog and stuff that's the guy that's running everything now it seems or at least the, the public facing version of it um so as we know it and the chick tracks that we're talking about and we grew up with that's like that's old school now you know that kind of ended as of may 2022 which is kind of sad you know i'm I'm curious about how much of this information actually exists online but I think as the series progresses like I want to know more fucking I want to know more about Jack because, like, dude, the the contents of these comic books were, like, you're not just getting this from the Bible. Like, homie was definitely into some deep conspiracies. Like, he was, like, this shit was so anti-Catholic. It was amazing. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> so, he, he had three main streams of information, especially when we're talking about this Crusader series. 
Um, one of it was uh, Rebecca Brown, and she was more or less. Um, I think she maybe influenced like three or four of the tracks and made like one or two of the comics. I think the extra there was one called Exorcism or Exorcists, and she apparently was a medical doctor that started claiming that she was seeing, um, you know, exorcisms in the medical ward. She lost her license because that's not the type of thing that you usually say when you're licensed. You're not supposed to talk about it, dude. But it's happening right now. She started going real hard on exorcisms and, uh, you know, essentially lost her license over that. Started working with Jack T. Chick and gave him all this insider knowledge on um, witch covens and exorcisms and how it was actually happening to normal people. So he took that information and I think they made a couple like anti Halloween ones. They made one on um, about like don't go to a psychic and try to talk to your dead relatives because you're I remember that. reaching into some other stuff. A lot of that was based on uh, Rebecca's work. Then there's one of my favorite personalities that I, w- I wish we could like do a whole little episode on just John Todd, but uh, and I've got I've got one. I mean, of his we original can. Books. This series can be as long or short as we want to make it, dude. Let's, <laughs> we let's can, do we it, can man. Go over. <laughs> so, and I actually have I read it like over a decade ago, but I found his book from this like esoteric book dealer, and I think it's called the Todd Phenomenon, and it was a book by this guy so. John Todd. And he claimed to be this ex like grand druid wizard master that was part of the council of 13, which you've ever seen the, the whole like Illuminati pyramid. It goes like, you know, from the peons all the way up to the council of 300 at the very top, before you get to the, the, you know, the capstone, you've got council 13. So he claimed that he was from council 13, that he was born and raised and his mom was like this high ranking witch coven leader and they ran like over 4,000 covens across the world anyways uh john todd for a long story for another episode yeah. but i so want this to be true <laughs> so, uh, i want this to be john, true so bad <laughs> john todd came on board and started being um jack t chicks like insider on the illuminati and like oh, all yes. that you know hardcore drew like whenever you start reading the comics and you notice they're talking about druid masters and masons and stuff that almost exclusively came from John Todd. And then finally, uh, the one that I think that, that you're thinking of the most on some of the ones that made into the Crusaders, he teamed up with this guy that claimed to be an ex-Jesuit priest or an ex-Jesuit like what was his name? What was or his something, name? Alberto Rivera. And okay. there was a whole... Yeah. And in the Crusaders, I don't remember exactly which one, but it was like a, like an, um, a story arc of three to five issues it was just about the Jesuits and how the Roman Catholics and the Jesuits and the Masons are just like this trifecta of evil. Um, and essentially, uh, like long story short for Jack T. Chick, if you weren't a Protestant or an Episcopalian, essentially, um, then like, you know, you were you were headed directly towards hell. If you didn't believe the King James Bible specifically, if you believe in the new King James Bible Facts. or any other Bible, um, <laughs> then so like if you deviate from the 1600s version of King James Bible, then who was who was a cult as fuck? Who was a cult as fuck, dude? I talked to I I talked to Juan about that. He was telling me about uh the fucking oh, god damn it, what's his name? Uh, Prince, King, asshole. Who wrote the book? King James? Yeah, King James. He was a cult as fuck, and he was, like, communicating with demons and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Well, it's fascinating this chick guy. Like, pretty much he has an enemy, like, really long enemy list. 
Well, he, like, he's against everything that you yeah, can imagine. Like, yeah, man. Like, what's the deal with people who find like whatever your god is, but basically like you're you're just possessed by like you see demons everywhere. Well, and he also found himself in no man's land because I mean, even if you believe, even if you're anti Mason and you're like anti, you know, drinking and anti drug, like every single thing that he's anti. But then when you get down to it and you're like, oh, but actually, like, I might be a little bit more Catholic than Protestant. And he'd be like, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Read these pamphlets. Well, we're going to yeah. have to save your soul, my friend, you know? Yeah, it's always like the indication to me that you're doing religion wrong if you're seeing, like, people going to hell everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're going to hell. Like, I don't, I don't know what your religion is, but you're, you're not doing it right. I mean, this is a. I mean, if you could, if you could put his entire message in a but, um, nutshell, that's it. It's that you're not doing religion right. You're about to go to hell. Read this yeah. pamphlet. And in fact, I think in one of his most famous pamphlets ever, it was called "This Is Your Life." It was like his third or fourth pamphlet from the '60s. And essentially, the the concept is that this guy dies, he goes to heaven, and they basically like look they're looking his name up in a book of like all the people that are allowed in and they can't find his name and they're showing like you know different snapshots of his life and they're like we're gonna just watch your entire life out in front of everybody uh to see and when they can't find his name it's like oh oops you're supposed to go to hell and they send his ass to hell and at the very back of this pamphlet it had like a checklist like a numbered checklist it's like if you're on your way to hell do these three things and then do these three things and then your soul is saved so it very much was like a like a uh paint by numbers um sort of approach to hey man here's a comic book here i'm gonna lay it out for you in very easy form to understand and i think too it, it's fun to kind of joke about the uh fundamental nature and sort of the over the top almost offensive nature of some of the stories and artwork but when it comes down to it the guy had an absolute um like genius level skill for taking complicated topics and just baking it into like tiny little snapshots and if you ever uh, not many people have written for comics a lot of people have read comics before but uh, writing for comics is so incredibly hard because what your first inclination to do is to start describing like movie scenes and you describe like, you know, guy pulls out a gun and shoots this thing. But really a comic book is a series of, of, you know, snapshots of just like moments in time. So a guy doesn't just pull out a gun and shoot it. It's like, first there's a picture of him reaching for the gun. Then there's a picture of his hand on the gun. There's a picture of him pointing the gun. You have to think in these little panels and for Jack to chick to do that, but also incorporate freaking 1600s era King James uh, sort of like uh, Bible verses and then be like, and this is what it means in a visual format. Uh, it would be really, really hard to do, man. I mean, people have been trying to make the Bible more approachable for millennia, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, it's really fucking fascinating. Yeah, that whole concept, like as I'm reading it, like, because when I want to describe something, like I make memes for a living. I mean, I do other things for a living too, but I have such a hard time not making it wordy. Because if it's wordy, nobody's going to fucking read my meme. They're going to look at it and go, scroll past. You have to catch somebody. And so it's like writing for a comic book. Like Because as you're describing that, I'm thinking about reading it. Like they were able to tell the entire story, but it's in little tiny little fucking words. And they're able to tell it aptly. And it's fuck Yeah, that's a fucking skill on its own. And and not to mention that those little bubbles and words have to fit around the artwork so that they don't obstruct your view. So there's like this very complicated balance between, 
hey, I want to show this image, but I also want to show this text and like they can't cut into each other. And there also has to be like a nice eye flow so that your eyes not jumping like all over the page. It's like a natural progression. So you know where to look just by kind of reading it. So and he nailed all this stuff in the 60s. You know, he'd started this. And if you consider that that he didn't die until 2016 and he started this in like the 60s, the dude for over half a century was one of the most prolific and unsung, um, you know, underground comic publishers of all time. Uh, and he, but he doesn't get any of the credit for this, right? Because uh, like the comics world doesn't necessarily claim him as being a comic artist or a comic writer because, you know, a lot of his stuff is almost classified as hate speech. In fact, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you can't even get uh, Chick Tracks in Canada and I think in like South Africa because it is literally declared hate speech and uh, like it's banned material. Canada's yeah. not real. Well, can't can, yeah, Canada is just like holographic uh, perception, but we'll get into that on another issue. That's also Australia too. It's made up. <laughs> it's fascinating. That, so he's like his skill at being able to condense these really complicated ideas down to proto memes is also matched with his ability to have like this really step by step. Like, okay, you want to go to heaven? Here's these thirteen things you have to do. Like, it's also procedural in his head, and there's, like, just no room for nuance. Like, his brain doesn't have, like, it's filtered out, so you can just basically see, like, the concepts coming down in these really skeletal forms. I mean, and I'm not, uh, like, super religious. I was I was raised Roman Catholic, yeah. so it's actually kind of fun reading some of the Chick Track <laughs> stuff. It's just, like... I've just got like a like a VIP business class ticket to hell uh, essentially if I if I were to like have continued following my Roman Catholic upbringing but I also think that uh his uh and and I I said Episcopalian I meant um before that it was basically he comes from a Baptist slash Protestant uh line of thought I think pretty pretty heavily Baptist I was gonna um, say yeah Episcopalian is like yeah no, I, that was yeah exactly it's <laughs> It basically like if there's a spectrum, right? It's like Baptist, Protestant is a little bit closer to center, but not quite. And then you've got Episcopalian, which is like beyond the center. And then you've got Catholic. When I when I was even when I was raised Roman Catholic, I was always told that like the Roman Catholics just believe the most bullshit or like the most like all the crazy stories. They believe the most of it literally. <laughs> so that was always how I was raised. But but the the point that I was getting into is that. I think there's a link between his Baptist sort of approach and just the concept of being Baptist and being Protestant that is like, no, I know the true way and everything else is just the devil trying to trick me. Cause that really was. And I think there was a point in uh, Jack's life that he had a stroke and he, you know, obviously survived it. This was earlier on in life. And he actually saw that stroke as the devil trying to stop him from doing his, his chick tracks. So when Clearly. he recovered from it, he freaking <laughs> went in like 10 times harder because he was like, you're not stopping me, devil, you know? And I think that might have been one of those major catalysts that took him from doing one chick track a year to doing a brand new one every single month. Yeah, man. I mean, I definitely grew up in those same circles where there's, I mean, and it's kind of, there's some, there's some crossover with like uh, conspiracy theory culture too, where there's literally no such thing as a coincidence. So, like, anything bad that happens to you, Satan literally came down and made that happen to you. <laughs> and so it's like... <laughs> and maybe yeah, it's the, the, give... the, it's the, the water boy, Bobby Boucher, Satan. We're just like, everything is Satan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not kidding. 
This <laughs> is fucking legit. Yeah, you like fall and scrape your knee. It's because like the devil had it in for you. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same line of thinking of like you step on a crack, you break your mother's back, kind of uh, magic, magical thinking on some yeah. level. It's magical thinking. It's a hundred percent magical thinking. And Christians do not believe in magic. But like, what do you think prayer is? Like, we're we're doing a spell right now. You know, we're we're talking to the divine. We're talking to like whatever we call God, and like it's it's a hundred percent magical. They just try to take the magic out of it, and it, yeah, it's it's bizarre. I mean, I, but it's I magic. think you're kind we're, of you're you're kind of describing, um, you know, um, sort of the Baptist and Protestant point of view, right? It's like they see this magical version of Christianity, and they try to take the magic out by removing it from that Roman Catholic mystery and making it more like approachable. Uh, but yeah, I think it's like based on, you know, hardcore math, like Roman Catholic mass is just all magical ritual. Stand, sit, here's bells that ring three times. Now do this procession. Now we're literally going to use a magical spell that turns bread into the body of a deity. And then we're all going to eat that deity and stuff. Um, anyways, we'll, we can get on a fun tangent on all of, of that too, because Jack T. Chick does not believe in the, the transubstantiation, as you might imagine. I definitely don't either, but, uh, but that's a magic thing too. Yeah. I mean the whole thing about like, okay, yeah, we can go off. I'm going to go on a tangent again. I'm sorry. Real Let's fast. It, we'll get this over with. But like I dude, I go to a very interesting particular church that has like much more to do with like old Judaism as opposed to Christianity. Like they are, it's kind of like what they call a messianic church where like, but they don't want to be called a messianic church. So it's complicated, but like we respect the old ways in a way. And we like respect the high holidays, but it's very Christ centered. So it's not Jewish, it's Christian, but it's, but it's, it, it has a weird mix, but there's all of these like ritual and just like talk of these, like Judaism is mystical as fuck. You know what I mean? And it, it just is. And so there's all this mysticism in it. And you're, and you're, and as we're doing communion, we're literally drinking this glass in remembrance of the blood that was shed for us to like, to like save our sins. And like, we're doing blood magic rituals right now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like, and if you, especially if you like tie it back to like its origins, like there was like, dude, I, I, I wish I could have been a fly in the wall is what I'm saying. It's like, like 2000 years ago. Because I and, bet this like was a really cool fucking religion. <laughs> well, and and dude, and and Jack Chick was dissecting this stuff again in the '60s and '70s, way before um, you know anyone else was even trying to look at this outside of an occultist point of view. Like plenty of people were looking into this, but it was more from like a Manly P. Hall, Blavatsky, Crowley sort of approach of you know I know this magical secret and the pagan roots and looking at it from this point of view. Jack T. Chicks was like, hey, we know about all those pagans and all those freak like he hated Manly P. Hall and um, even like their modern ones they talk about because they um and I and I can't speak for one or the other, but but the Jack T. Chicks point of view was that these occultists, one of the the ways they were trying to like sneak in the new world order was again through reinterpreting the King James Bible. Like that that was one of his big, big crookses. And that he was trying to trace this lineage of Manly Palmer Hall and a bunch of other occultists that were simply trying to come out with their own interpretations of the Bible. And they would 
publish like appendums and you know you would buy like this bible and then buy all these extra footnotes and the the main thing is that jack t chick was just like no there's one bible there's one word there's one faith it has to be the king james version um so anyways it was this interesting dynamic of that he knew about all that occultism and he knew about all those reinterpretations but again it was like that's all the devil that shit is all satan 100 percent, man how artistic <laughs> How autistic was he? Probably pretty autistic. Was he dreamy? Yeah. You, what, what was his high school photo like? Was he cute? Uh, I mean, yeah, dude. Honestly, if, if you look at his first four or five um, chick tracks, he kind of they're like they're autobiographical. There's one called Holy Joe, with it's literally about a soldier going to Okinawa and facing battle, and that's him. Like it's it, you know um, yeah. he is Joe in that comic, and and ironically, this is kind of like one of the best examples of a Jack T. Trick kind of. A comic where it like always catches you off guard right so in this i think it's called holy joe or it's called hey joe or something yeah he you're goes, describing this first episode that we're going to go over in a minute but go ahead <laughs> okay so so he goes into uh to battle and he's got one guy on his team that's like really nice to him and helpful to him and then his sergeant who's just like an absolute asshole the entire time and throughout this uh this war um i guess like his friend that was like very helpful to him and very supportive ends up dying and going directly to hell because he didn't accept Jesus as a savior. Whereas his sergeant, who was an absolute asshole and bullied him the whole time, his sergeant's about to die, realizes, oh shit, I'm about to die. I need to make myself right with Christ. So he basically like prays for forgiveness and immediately goes to heaven. And the whole, the entire like, you know, the final message you get at the end was like, you can be as much of an asshole as you want to everybody. The only thing that really matters is if you just are forgiven five seconds before you die, then you get to go to heaven. And no matter how good you are to people and like how nice you are and how supportive you are, none of that matters. And you're going to go and burn in hell for eternity if you don't so make a magical spell. If I'm making if I'm making the Christians argument for them, uh, they would say that it, it, there is a matter of sincerity. So you actually do have to mean it at the end. But there's the whole thing. Fair it's enough. like life is like a fucking game of Russian roulette. I can be a prick and rape and kill and do whatever the fuck <laughs> I want, steal. I'm just like at the end before I die, though, I gotta sincerely apologize and be like, Jesus, well, I mean, you got look, this look right. Like, Jesus, uh, take the wheel. <laughs> well look, look at roman catholicism and like the mafia right it was kind of that same thing like i can go out and be just like a non-stop serial murderer for the mafia but if i you legitimately like you know love your ma and do the 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 um the holy cross before you die Dude, as and long as yeah, you mean, Catholic, you're forgiven. you're 100 right where you're like catholicism is so much more ritual it's like like to, for me to be forgiven it's like Okay, go do 10 Hail Marys, go rub oh, some beads and say, like, <laughs> you know, it's like Wait, there's the, the the one of my favorite ones too is the the Jack Chick um perspective of the the Roman Catholic service. A big part of that Catholic service is confession. And you go in and you like tell the pre I don't know how familiar you are with this because you didn't grow up Roman Catholic, but part mm -hmm. of like even getting communion and going through like growing up in the church is that you learn i was to trying to smack a catholic booth. girl so like i went to mass once because i was like yeah i was trying to hook up with this girl and then they like denied me communion and i was like i was like oh, oh. yeah man. I, yeah for sure and i was like i think i told them <laughs> i think i told the priest i was like fuck you and i walked off <laughs> dude you gotta know like a special handshake and shit. like you actually have yeah. to almost go through like an initiation i mean it's literally an initiation ritual 
where they anoint you with oil. And then after that, you're allowed to receive the body and the blood of Christ and during a communion. Um, but anyways, the one of my favorite aspects of this is that Jack T. Chick um, considers that the aspect of communion. And for anyone who's not familiar, communion is where you go to church and you get into this little confessional or sorry, confession. You can do a confessional booth where you're separated by like a little um, kind of like a dark little fence thing. And you just tell the priest about all of your sins, all the bad things that you've done, you know, that week or that month. And then he just is like, you know, go do 10 Hail Marys, whatever. It's like, you know, go do the X number of magical incantations to wipe off that negative karma, essentially. But Jack Chick and I guess, you know, some ba Baptist and Protestant view is that this um, confession ritual is actually Jesuit intelligence. This is like old school CIA. Yeah. It's just harvesting, yeah. <laughs> harvesting information on the, the local Well, because people, the local Scientology does and, do that. You know what well, I mean? I, this they learn from the best. Like, they learn yeah. from the freaking best, man. Every that's all, in my opinion, that's all occultists are. Is they're able to look at. Well, the do you think about the originality of this, right? Like, I think that it was a hundred percent. Like, yeah, come get in a dark room with me. Tell me all your fucking secrets. I a hundred percent think that that was blackmail shit. Like they would do, well, do that to like the elite and things like that. Like King George, tell me about how you diddled the little boy and sucked his dick. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like they they definitely did that shit. What are you dude. talking about, Father? You were there, Father. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we swapped. You snowballed you me, and then we made though? out. Like, could you prove any of it though? Because it would just be hearsay at some point. I don't. Dude, well, I mean, at that it, point though, like the word of a priest was like fucking like it yeah, was concrete, dog. You know what I mean? Like true. yeah. No, not true. And also just the psychological sway that someone would have over you, just like just the idea that they had that information gives them power. But I'm also and, not completely cynical on it because I think that there is something about just people venting and being like, oh yeah, I'm guilty about all of this shit and just saying that to someone. So it's Well, yeah, fun. there's a, a level of like a catharsis in here, right? Just to like absolve yeah. someone of something that was like weighing down on them. Um, but there was also a very real level of like they know everyone's dirt. And on top of just if you didn't, you know, you know, spill the beans on yourself when you went to confession, your kids were going to confession. And chances are your kids were like, you know, oh, I got mad at my dad because of whatever. And it's like, oh, tell me more about that. So again, my dad fucked the neighbor's wife. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> we're talking about a CIA intelligence gathering operation here, just you know, pre way pre-CIA. Well, anytime there's information like that being made available, the wrong people are going to infiltrate those systems, no matter what. Like, that's just a rule of life. Well, and enter, you know, uh, Freemasons and Bavarian Illuminati, which well, did well, this. Yeah. The, the Illuminati well, specifically did this to a freaking science. Because, like, biblically, I mean, because I'm one of those people that, like, I would want to have some, like, originality, like, actual, like, from Christ, his teachings. I, I consider myself a Christ follower, a Christian. But I feel like the Catholic Church, so I agree with Chick Track in so many different ways. I love this guy. He's my fucking, he's my homie. So, like, I think the Catholic Church is, like, occulted all this kind of crazy shit and have used it and have done all these nutty fucking shit. Because, like, originally in the Bible, it does talk about, like, let's say I, like, had an affair on my wife. And I like had sex with the neighbor's wife. I'm supposed to go to the church and admit that. So there is like a confessional, right? But I'm supposed to be like held to a certain standard by the entire community. It's not to one guy inside of a right. dark room inside of a little like, like, and then I'm supposed to say, Hail Mary, Mother of Grace, rub some beads and we're good.
Like it's, I'm supposed to be held accountable to my community. Well, and I think it's a little, which is bit way harder to do. Well, be, you know, because, yeah, it's been inverted. Yeah. Well, because when you're talking about Baptist and Protestant and community, it's like you're holding yourself accountable to the community and making sure they hold mm -hmm. you accountable to a, a, an agreed set of standards. But and that's the, the whole, only way kids don't get fucked. You know what I mean? Uh, it has to be the community, like maybe, really holding um, each other accountable. And unless, it has to be like an open and honest thing. Like, whatever there's like this weird, like this priest is on a higher level and he has like direct communion with God in a way that I can't. And so I have to, like, you know what I mean? This whole thing. And it's like, it's weird, the, dude. And then the, it's the like, well, maybe he fucks my kid, but. I was going to say that the counterpoint to that is that when the entire community just all does all the kid fucking like the Oneidas yeah. or like, you know, there, <laughs> there's a handful of those out there that exist as well. Uh, certain, you know, hardcore sects of, of like uh, polygamous uh, Mormonism, like the ones that are like the backwoods versions. So and then it, you'll have not... libertarians that'll be like, well, what's a kid anyways? Like, aren't they a sovereign individual? What's consent? Like, can they consent over? And you're like, you need to go in a wood chipper. <laughs> that was the, the like the guy that elon musk called out for saving the kids in the, the submarine right in the caves dude i want more info on that yeah that was funny <laughs> shit he was like, <laughs> I don't guy, yeah. that's a different day but that's fucking funny shit so uh, so i was gonna to maybe open it up as we transition into the actual comics and we can maybe show some but um i've kind of got like a hit list of like maybe my top 10 or top 20 and i was just gonna rapid fire the names and like a brief overview and if you guys want to go more into one of them um yeah. maybe pull one yeah. up or just talk about it in more detail so i'll start with the first one that i ever came across and this was when i was 17 i think i had just gotten out of boot camp and i was in military training in biloxi mississippi and there was absolutely nothing to do in this town. You either uh, went to Walmart on a Friday night and had a crazy time, or I think they had like a bunch of strip clubs, but they were literally like, like redneck strip clubs, like, you know, no full sets of teeth or anything. And it, it was like known for that. Like people would drive from nicer areas to go to the shitty area as like a joke almost, or you could get a, a tattoo. That was like, you're, you're out. That was like the first strip club that I ever went to. It was as a joke, dude, there was like this shitty bar. It was called the schooner. And it was on the, it was, it was on second street. And these women, like the first stripper that I ever saw was an amputee. There she had go, most go. of her right arm. Yeah, and long story short, my she was dancing inside of a cage. She was wearing the high school, like the Eureka High School cheerleading outfit. And a buddy of mine got too close. She grabbed him and shoved her face in his pussy. Other way around. <laughs> she shoved his face in her pussy. He got a fucking clap on his face. So that was this like actually, the bard. <laughs> that could have been a chick track, honestly, yeah. man. <laughs> Okay, so you're with Toothless Hookers. You're in where? Oh, well, Alabama? Okay. So, so this is, uh, <laughs> but this is Biloxi, Mississippi, fresh out Mississippi, of Mississippi. Uh, okay. And I don't remember the exact place, but I'm pretty sure it was on like the top of a payphone somewhere. And like, you know, I'm, I'm broke as hell. I, have, I don't have any money yet because I just got out of training. And I find this little pamphlet, and it was called Bad Bob. And um, Bad Bob was a story about a biker that like just kind of grew up on the wrong side of the tracks and he uh he's kind of like a shitty kid and then he becomes kind of a shitty teenager and turns into a shitty adult and he and i think the picture was like a, a grizzled biker dude like you imagine hell's angels grizzled biker it's kind of what that looked like big shaggy beard and he had like a confederate flag in the background like a leather cut off sleeve jacket um and the whole story was just this following him 
this dude yeah. fucks, you know, everything that comes his <laughs> way. And uh, to, like two thirds into the comic, he ends up going to jail with like his friend or his brother or something. And the jail catches on. And at, so I almost let into it. The jail catches on fire. Before it catches on fire, the sheriff comes in and the sheriff is like half pastor, half sheriff. So not only did he lock you up, but he's now like basically giving them a sermon and telling them about Jesus and Satan and stuff. So they leave for the night. The jail catches on fire. Um, Bob watches his friend or his brother kind of like burn alive. And the sheriff comes and saves Bob. And he convinces him, and he's like, hey, dude, if you didn't like that fire, that's essentially what hell's going to be. And if you don't, you know, <laughs> if you don't convert to Christ right now, then you're going to just burn for, like, your homeboy, you know, burnt for a few seconds, but now he's burning for eternity. And you're going to burn for eternity. You don't turn it around. And then, like, the like you turn the page, and there's two panels left, and it's like, Bob turns his life around. Bob goes to heaven. And it was just yeah. like, damn, dude, this guy was like a grizzled fucking hell's angel biker that was just like nonstop hardcore, goes to jail once, sees his friend get burned up, and it's just like, bam, now I'm a Christian. Yeah, brother. No, that's exactly what we were going to talk about. Like, we, that's what you were talking about earlier. It was like, this is exactly what they cover in the first episode. It's like, this guy's the most hardcore badass motherfucker ever. He will murder the <laughs> shit out of you. And then, like, one guy reads him, like, a little bit of the Bible and goes, he turned his life around to Christ. Now, yeah, it's like, they, it's like the fucking 180 is, like, it's, well, it's amazing. It gets, it gets really, really bad. Like, so those ones are fun to talk about. There's, there's some that are a little bit more offensive. So have you ever heard of the one called Lisa? So, so Lisa is one that I mean, I don't maybe think, years ago. <laughs> I don't think you can get this one anymore. But, but Lisa is is essentially, um, again, it's one of those stories where they're talking about this guy that was like sexually assaulting his own kid for like the first, you know, four four fifths of the comic, and it's just like, God damn, like this. It's really kind of it's sick. And and one of the points to kind of mention here is that Jack Chick didn't write these comics for. Uh, the choir like he wasn't preaching to the choir he was not writing them for parishioners that were already going to church he was writing these for very specific people so bad bob was written for freaking hell's angels and bikers um that this sounds like a stephen king novel dude well well so this one about lisa <laughs> was specifically a chick track written for people that were like molesting their own children like i don't know how else to say that he literally wrote this track for that kind of a person so the story essentially amounts to on like the very last page the guy like comes back to jesus he says his prayers and then he's like hey lisa you know come back out of your room mommy and daddy are all better now we're not going to hurt you we love jesus now and she comes out <laughs> what of the room say? And she comes out of the room and she's like, oh, you know, thank you. Like, I love you too, mommy and daddy. But instead of seeing this, like, maybe you were expecting it to be like, you know, 15 or 16. It's like this little, like, five-year-old kid with, like, a fucking teddy bear, like, holding on to it. I and think again, I remember this. I'm pretty the, sure my mom owns this one. And, <laughs> and again, man, memories. The, the entire premise <laughs> of this comic was that, like, even if you're molesting your own kid... You can turn it all around by just going to Jesus, and it, 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 this surreal and part your of kid's like, gonna be fine. Yeah, we're with Jesus now. Mommy and Daddy, you have Jesus now, so it's fine. <laughs> so that was one. There was also um, Good there was God. Called, there was a book called The Gay Blade, which I think he said got him the most uh, hate mail, and this might have been the one that resulted in him having his car shot up, and it was. Um, 
it was basically just like anti-gay propaganda pamphlet. It was, you know, the most offensive Westboro Baptist version of, you know, anti-gay. Maybe a little yeah. bit toned down. I don't for care how much hunting but... we have to like fucking come down. Do you own this one? Do you have it physically? Uh, I don't have it, but I've got a link to the digital okay. version of it. Okay, thank God. No matter what, we have to cover this. It <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> and, and honestly, I, I did some digging, man. Even if you want to find the absolute most rare of all the Chick Track um, booklets, um, chances are you're not going to have to spend more than like five or six bucks. Some go for like yeah. 15. Um, if you want to get like the first edition, first printing, immaculate copy, you can spend like a few hundred dollars and stuff. But you can find pretty much every single Jack Chick track um, that's out there. There's some really cool um, rare ones. So here, I'll, 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 I said rapid fire. So that was okay. the one that like brought me around to Jack Chick and, and introduced me to him in the first place was Bad Bob. And after this, um, I would go to like different cities or I'd be stationed in different places. And you and turned your I life around, one, right? After you read right, this one? Absolutely. No, if, if <laughs> anything, man, uh, I got like the the anti, like I'll read something and be like, oh man, that guy did a bunch of stupid, you know, shit in his life. I'll never do any of that. This book wasn't written for me. And then like five years later, All right. I'm in, I'm in jail, burning alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, there's Bad Bob. There's one called The Beast, and I think The Beast is probably the most popular one that most people um, see the, the cover of. It's got, like, a family, and they're all, like, praying. It's got, like, a mom, a daughter, um, and a husband, and they all have, like, 666 on their foreheads or something. Like, it just looks badass. Um, this one's called The Beast. Um, we will have to get into. There's one called Dark Dungeons, which I think got him popular with uh, the crowd outside of the Chick Track crowd. And Dark Dungeons was basically written that, like, if your kids are playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons, that they're selling their soul to the devil. And obviously, you know, people loved it. Like, if you were into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you had to have a copy of this. And it started sparking parodies and stuff. I think that Dark Dungeons is what crossed him over into kind of like pop culture a little bit and got him a little bit more recognition. Um, Hell yeah. He's, he's got one called Party Girl, which is literally just about some chick that goes out on the town, does a bunch of drugs, and is kind of like loose uh, with her with her morals. Uh, it's just like a really interesting, like, he didn't shy away. Again, this was written for like party girls out there or guys that were looking after party girls. So it's like a fun read and it's got a bunch of adult content in it. Um, there was, I, I mentioned, I wonder Lisa. how many times when I was a kid did I jerk off to this? Like I, I'm sure I did. <laughs> the party girl one, <laughs> and then Lisa, right? <laughs> there Jesus was um, <laughs> there. There's another really, really popular one, and I, a lot of people have probably seen the poster and didn't realize it was a Jack T. Um, chick poster, but it's kind of got like the human evolution as proposed from monkeys, and it goes from like um, Neanderthal all the way to like Homo sapiens and modern man and stuff. And at the very end, it's like modern man looking at a sculpture of a monkey and like looking at it confused a little bit. So this was a poster, but it was um, based on a uh, chick track that was called big daddy, I think. And it, this is one of my favorite ones, not because it's offensive, but because again, it showed this like very classical straw man thinking like, a lot of the characters in these Jack chick tracks are straw men you know like he's just putting them up there to take them down and like make them burn alive and throw uh sort of like sermons at them 
So Big Daddy was about he's dunking on him, dude. He's the yeah, dude. And this is the perfect example of getting dunked on because it's about a college kid in class with his professor, and the professor's teaching them about evolution, and the kids being, you know, like, oh, that's not true. You know, I've got a question that's gonna defeat that. So he's that like asshole kid that's like trying to actually a genesis. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's the actually guy. So somehow the story uh, devolves from talking about the the concept of evolution into like electrons and gluons and protons and neutrons and how this, you know, affects. And through this long contrived debate, the student gets the teacher to admit that he doesn't know what gluons are. And then he's like, can I quote the Bible at you now? And the professor is like defeated. He's like, yes, please just quote the Bible. at me. <laughs> I'm ready for the truth. And the kid just kind of like unloads a few, um, you know, Bible verses and the you know the professor's just like oh my god I'm I'm a Christian now you know I found Jesus I don't believe in evolution I don't believe in gluons anymore out the window so it's again one of my favorites of like at the very end this like snotty actually kid freaking turns this professor's entire fucking worldview around because he's like you don't know what gluons are and the dude's just like fuck you know mind explosion. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Did they go over are. dinosaurs? Sorry, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, I, mean, I have no idea what a gluon. I mean, I've heard it, but well, it was just I've like a theoretical. Yeah. It was a theoretical con. Well, the the point being though that they started with evolution, <laughs> and it's like, how are you gonna disprove evolution with gluons? Like, I understand if you don't believe it, but you kind of at least have to keep your debate within one lane, right? You don't just jump to like freaking electrochemistry out of nowhere i don't know <laughs> i like the idea if i just make up a word that someone doesn't know <laughs> you'll just yeah, yeah you, you just immediately convert anyone you're talking to to a different yeah, religion you don't know what a gluon is <laughs> you don't know what a stabber switch is so um so there's another one of my favorites is called charlie's ants and uh it actually, so this one puts into perspective how well you can take a really complex topic and make it freaking so easy to understand that like a child reading a comic book could understand it. So Charlie's Ants is about this kid that I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing all these, you know, oversimplifying them, but he's got this like ant farm and he can kind of decide that like if he wants to kill the ant or not kill the ant or fry it with the magnifying glass or not fry it. And um, he's, he gets in like a protective mode and his friend's asking him, you know, like, do you love your ants? Like, oh, yeah, of course I love your these ants. And then she asks him, would you die for these ants? And he's like, no, of course I wouldn't die for these ants. What are you talking about? And she's like, well, you, you don't understand what true love is because, you know, there's Jesus and like we're ants to Jesus and Jesus died for us. And the way that they describe this, she's basically saying like, um, go ahead and try to explain to these ants like whether or not you would die for them and of course this kid can't talk to a fucking ant because it's an ant but man what a what a very elegant way of describing these like orders of magnitude of like the ant is to the person as the person is to god and therefore like the the act of sacrificing yourself as a but god you for this, like, love every single one of those ants and then yeah, he knows man. every single one of those ants names he knows them before they were born yeah you're taking me back to sunday school right now thomas yeah, it's, and dude, like, <laughs> like okay so now i want to join some kind of human sacrifice cult that sacrifices <laughs> things to ants that, that's yeah. the message i took from that imagine if we could sacrifice humans with a huge magnifying glass you know yes yes exactly <laughs> 
but dude, but, um, how dope so, would that be? So there's that, a couple. That, that's what a... Trick would want us to do. <laughs> as long as you say sorry right before and you mean it, right? <laughs> but but there's a couple reasons why Charlie's Ants is one of my favorites. One is the again, like what a freaking um, just like mind blowing analogy and just an elegant way to do it. But man, it's got like twilight zone aspects in it here because i'm I'm positive there's a twilight zone episode there was also like a simpsons and south park knockoff where they create these like whole communities and stuff and they become these like un you know unknowing gods um but also charlie's ants is an example of a chick track that got extremely popular and we mentioned before that uh that fred um sorry i forgot what his last name was fred carter um so fred carter um being like the other main artist, he took a lot of the popular chick tracks and revamped them and made like the black versions. So um, out of all of these, Charlie's Ants is one of these. And the Charlie's Ants black versions is called Kura's Ants. And it's literally the exact same story, beat for beat, panel for panel. But it's just like a black kid and his black sister versus a white kid and his white sister. Um, and it just got Was like, this a artwork. black version of the Crusaders? Comic books? Uh, no, so so the Crusaders were the full blown comic book yeah. pages. All the ones I'm talking about so far are all the little chick tracks. Um, so so like J Jack Chick did almost all of the artwork and writing from 60s through mid 70s, and then I think Fred Carter took over from the 70s through the 80s and beyond. And I think Jack Chick kept like doing writing, and he he did some artwork once in a while, but. Um, most of the pamphlets that you see, the most prolific ones, were pretty much all Fred Carter from there on. So a lot of those older ones that Jack Chick had originally done, they continued publishing, continued pushing them out. But again, Chick was always about like, how I did Chick the get off the ground, dude? Like, think about this. Like, he had to convince this group of fucking people to like believe in what he was saying, and it's like, look, this is my vision. We are gonna do this. And so he got like, he got homie. Uh, what's his name? Something Carter. Fred Carter, like, yeah. Dude, Fred Carter was a talented son of a bitch, dude. He could have well, made Fred comic Carter, books for anybody. Like, Fred and Carter he was like, found a chick track, loved it so much that he he basically made his own chick track based on some scripture that he liked and then sent it into Jack um, as like a resume. And then Jack was like, come on, you're hired. You know, you're working for yeah. us now. That's cool as shit, man. Dude, you should send some you should send some images over to Chick right now. Maybe you could become like the main fucking animator. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I uh, unfortunately I've got a, a background that they would very much disagree with unless all I all you I, have to do is be like, recommend. and then I changed my ways. <laughs> yeah. I found a chick track. All yeah. of a sudden, therefore, I'm a Christian. I mean, there is a chick track for pretty much any yeah. vice that you might have. Um, so okay, so so Charlie's Ants. There's one called Doomtown, which was almost like the Gay Blade. It was also very offensive because people uh, read a lot of like hate into it. There was one called the First Jaws, and this one is man. The, the, some of them have cool backstories. So so Jack Chick was not an idiot, and he had his kind of like like despite being this fundamentalist Christian, the dude had his like thumb on the pulse of whatever the hell was going on. He had. A website up in 1995 with scanned versions of his comic he was selling the crusaders he was selling chick tracks in 95 on his own website like uh, how many other fundamentalist christians were you know so far ahead of their time so he was also would write um chick tracks and title them based on movies that were coming out so there's one called sin city that came out 
uh, right when the movie Sin City came out. There's one that came out two or three years ago called Virtual Reality that was when like the Oculus headsets started coming out. But there's also one called the first Jaws. And the first Jaws was originally meant to be released when like Jaws 2 or there was like a Jaws 3 movie that was supposed to come out. And it kind of bombed. Like it wasn't as popular as they were banking on. But the first Jaws was one of Fred Carter's first solo um, chick tracks. And it was essentially based on the story of Jonah and the Whale. And that in itself was a longer Crusader comic that they wanted to put out. But it was far too expensive at the time. This is actually one of the the rarest um, chick publications ever is called Jonah and the Whale, I think. And it was because, like, for the first time, they tried to put out full color, and people were used to like free or getting it for you know nineteen cents, and this one wasn't that, so it kind of failed a little bit. And this book was the inspiration for a full length movie that they ended up coming out with. And um, man, I, I sent it to you, Nate, and you watched some of yeah. it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's essentially just like a long ass PowerPoint presentation with phenomenal Light artwork. Yeah, we'll we'll find it and oh, it's called the Light of the World. That's the name yep, of the, the movie. Light of the World, two thousand three chick publications. And the you Light can of the find World. Find this on YouTube right now. It's yeah, you can watch it in its entirety, and it's basically just like the retelling of the Bible, um, but it's all featuring artwork by Fred Carter. Phenomenal freaking artwork, and the Jonah book was like the comic version of that, and then there was this first Jaws, which was the chick track version of that. So it's like. First Jaws was this tiny little black and white version. Then they had Jonah and the Whale, which was the comic version. And then they had The Light of the World, which was this like hour and a half long feature length presentation with artwork. Um, so that one's got a really cool history. And again, like the virtual reality, the Jaws of Sin City, like the dude kind of like knew what was going around in pop culture and was, you know, staying ahead of it. Um, what was the virtual reality one? What was the synapse of that plot? The, so virtual reality was basically like a guy goes into the metaverse and he's like, dude, I can just snap my fingers and like women are here and snap my fingers and I've got just like everything I could ever want. I'm basically like my own God, you know, I'm, I'm enlightened to the point of being a God because I can create my own reality. And this like virtual dude pops up and he's like, uh-uh, not so fast. Have you ever heard of Jesus Christ? You know what I mean? So like a guy kind of like materializes in the virtual world. And tells this guy, like, hey, I know you that you think that this is like a virtual paradise, but it's nothing like actual paradise. Let me tell you about, you know, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And it kind of follows that same pattern. The guy, you know, takes off the headset and he turns his life over to Jesus. Um, and, and a lot of this isn't because necessarily that like virtual reality is the devil, right? That's not the message of these. There's another one about a race car driver. And it's not because being a race car driver is evil. It's because he was writing it for very specific people. So the virtual reality one is for anyone that cares about virtual reality, they'll actually pick it up and read it and be interested. Just like the race car driver one was about anyone that likes to drive fast or kind of like that life and death, you know, adrenaline rush seeking, like they might relate more to that story. And that's why he kind of like writes these things in these ways. Um, So I, so I was going to mention the, the virtual reality one is another favorite. There's one called Titanic. It was essentially just the retelling of the movie Dope. Titanic. Yeah. And it's got really good artwork. Was Fred there Carter. titties? Did we it get Kate titties, Winslet's titties? Oh, man. It's not hard to just draw them in because it's all black and white. You just draw <laughs> the nipples and bam. Um, there's one called That's Baphomet, which was his anti-Freemasonry one, where Fuck they're yes. trying to explain to these Freemasons, like, dude, that G 
really stands for Jesuit um, because of, you know, this big, you know, Italian Freemasonic conspiracy plot and that they eventually are like, oh, shit. According to William Cooper, it actually stands (laughs) for Gnosticism. Uh, Depending on who you talk to, the G stands for a million different (laughs) things, you know. Um, So then and then the last three was one called The Last Generation, which was basically... I think John Todd philosophy baked into one chick track, but it's cool because the guy looks like a super evil villain with like a snake costume on and they open up and they're like in the new world order, uh, United nations council meeting. Um, this one's very conspiratorial. Uh, there's one called the terminator, which was meant to, you know, coincide with the terminator movie. It had nothing to do with the terminator movie. It just had the name, but it was about David and Goliath. And this is actually one of those really visceral ones where it shows David like sawing Goliath's head off and then like holding it up with all the visceral like goo and freaking like the spinal column is still hanging down there. This is one that like would have been. This is why I love this shit. (laughs) And then I I had listed um, Gay Blade just as one of like the, if you want to see the most controversial ones, it's Gay Blade, it's um, Lisa. And then there was another one called Wounded Children um which was uh, another really fun read but wounded children i think was about a kid that finds his dad's porn stash um porn mag stash Fuck yes and starts going through it <laughs> but but the weird thing was that his dad had like hetero porn like a bunch of playboys but the the kid finds it and becomes over sexualized and because he's over sexualized immediately turns into a homosexual because of that's the only way. Because <laughs> yeah, and if you're homosexual, the then you're world. automatically a child molester, and so then you, all of a sudden so, you want to yeah. have kids. And <laughs> as long as you say like "I'm sorry" before you die, like it's fine. Well, I mean, that's kind of the like, the running yeah, theme, right? Like, yeah, it's like did this did, was this a useful tool to convert anyone? Like, did anyone pick up one of these magazines and just go like, "Okay, I'm safe." Oh, absolutely, seems... man. Because okay, it, really. it was useful in making me hate Catholics. What? Well, well, think about, <laughs> think about this too, right? Because I don't know for whatever reason, man. Um, but if you're if you're incarcerated for some reason, freaking um, Christian missionaries have like a secret master key where they're just allowed to go into jails and pass out the craziest fucking shit. Like, hundred percent, dude. I, I was, uh, I was, you know, a chaplain. I, I lost my, you get a I, fucking jail chaplain, yeah, and yeah, they get to come in there and do whatever they want. And and I lost my freedom for a short stint of time. And during that stint of time, I can't believe the amount of access that these weird freaking like uh not all Christian, but like quasi Christian groups would just have free access to come and pitch their bullshit. Um, it was just freaking amazing. But well, because the jail in, thinks that some faith is good for you, it'll help well, any structure. You. And so they at all. just yeah, they'll just let you yeah, they let us in there. It's a captive audience. <laughs> it is. <It's> captive. <laughs> what else do you guys have to do? You guys have like butt sex and Pruno, and you're just sitting there forever. So you like, you might as well. All right, you're gonna tell me about Jesus. You're, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, man. And the and the crazier the better. Sometimes it's like, fuck. I'm kind of. I've read. I've read King James. You know, twenty times already, end to end. You know, bring me something freaking crazy. Um. So, anyways, the to answer you, Anthony, though, is that yeah, people are absolutely converted by this because consider the fact that. You're in jail. I mean, you know, as far as you can open your mind here, but you are in jail as a child molester. And it's just like everyone's hard on you. You're hard on yourself. You know, you're absolute dreg of society. And then there's this big pamphlet of chick tracks that comes in. And this thing's telling you like, hey, 
this dude got forgiven. He gets to go to heaven. His daughter forgave him. His wife forgave him. His community re-embraced him. And obviously it's not realistic, but if I'm a freaking child molester and I'm in jail and I'm reading this pamphlet, like it was written for me personally almost. And that's something that might actually really hit home. And just like if I was a biker and I was in jail and I was relating to bad Bob's story and I had a Confederate flag, you know, ripped off that leather jacket, I might legitimately be more swayed by that than something that's talking about, you know, goody two shoes that are sticking with a straight and narrow. Like he wrote to the people that he was trying to convert. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. You get them when they're down. I don't know how many he converted with gay blade. <laughs> I don't think very many. I don't Dude, think he I converted watched a, a lot with video yesterday. I watched this video yesterday where it was clearly like in a, like a very like a uh, charismatic black church. And they were like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> this like, this, this like this black preacher was praying over this guy it was all right let's hear your testimony and it's like i am not a homosexual anymore i do not oh, want to date man i want to fuck a woman <laughs> Dude, it was the best thing in the world and i hope that 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 trick track is very similar i'm excited <laughs> to read that <laughs> so that's that's so, my top like 20 i guess of the actual chick tracks but what I think you wanted to get into is his Crusader series, which was, again, mm -hmm. not the Chick Tracks that were meant to be given out for free. These were meant to be sold almost at cost, but these were full-color um, comic books that were absolutely full of adult content, but, again, sold in, like, Christian bookstores uh, to kids for 19 cents a piece or something like that. Yeah, dude, they were dope as shit. And so, like, I definitely like had a lot of experience with tracks obviously, but like the crusader series was like, it was on another level. It was fucking awesome. And, and it blew my mind to even find out the crusader series existed. Cause I had known about chick tracks for, you know, for a couple decades. And then I found out, wait, there's like a full color comic version of this. And they talk about Illuminati and they talk about Masons and Jesuits. I was, were like, you making comics so at the time? Fast. Uh, I don't think so. If anything, I might have been researching for the script yeah. for my very first comic. That's cool as shit, man. Yeah, this That's is probably funny. like 2008 or something. So I was a little bit behind the curve on these because these came out before he had a website. So this was like pre-1990s that these comics were out. So let's get into it, man. Let's read the first. I, I think that's how we're going to do this. I'm not sure. But let let's read the first volume. You guys down? Yeah, let's yeah. do it, man. And and so we're talking about Operation Bucharest, I think, right? Operation Bucharest. I'm going to share right now. Share screen. I've got it popped up. Let's do this. Chrome tab. Let's see here. That one right there. And share. Okay. You guys see it? <laughs> you got it. Oh, this is like an OG scan, cool. too. Yeah, there we go. We got rid of the fucking Fred Meyer commercial. Look at this old man on this Walmart commercial. Okay, so we're at the Crusader comics right here. So Operation Bucharest. So this is how it started. I was telling you, I can't make, I can't minimize it anymore, which is unfortunate. So I can't like give you a bigger picture. But so here we are. So if we make the raid, 
are they not there? And he goes, then I will show you what it is to suffer. Okay, if we make this raid and they are not there, I will. then I will show you what it is made to suffer. He says, Colonel, trust me. Don't you trust me? He's like, no. So this is the cover right here. So this is, we're in like Soviet Russia right now. We can tell by the little star there. And the Christians, of course, are being persecuted. And these are the fucking neat little... Uh, Oh, there's a whole bunch that I, I mentioned. So there's Holy Joe. Yeah. There's um, Bewitched is the one about the psychics. Um, there's Big Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. There. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah that's, that sounds terrible. They don't have Lola uh, up there. The Last Generation. <laughs> like, the yeah. Last Generation is definitely one of my favorites. See the little dude, dude looks like. What a, the like fuck is the poor revolutionist? Man. The poor revolutionist looks like it's all about socialism. Look at the fucking fist. That looks dope as shit. Okay, so here we go. Operation Bucharest. That's the house, Colonel. You're positive. Positive. I left the meeting 30 minutes ago. Men, we go in. Use clubs. No shooting. I want these criminals alive. Now wait for my signal. The informant said there was a Bible in there. We must find it. Yes, yes Colonel. Colonel. <laughs> do you want to play the opposite character? Yeah, I'll do the opposite. Very quiet now. Colonel. Shh. Okay. <laughs> Jesus okay. said, "In my Father's house are many mansions. I got to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you so." Shh. Someone is outside. Quick, hide in the Bible. Crash. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Get all under arrest. Because they've got a Bible. This is the, they're raiding this house because they heard that there's a Bible, and of course they're all, you know, huddled around the Bible. So here's the Soviets crashing in to break it up. Dude, look at the little verse down there. I should probably look that up. So it's John fourteen one. Let's see here. I'll look that up really fast because I didn't I didn't even notice that when I first was reading this. And you I better the... make sure you're using the King James uh, translation, <laughs> and not any other one, man. You're yeah, probably it... right. Okay. John 14.1, King James. King James Version. Okay, here we go. Um, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. There you go. You beat me to it. Yes. So here we go. <laughs> this is what I was telling you about. Mercy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't hit my little girl. No. <laughs> Fud. <laughs> an old guy with the bloody head. Hell yeah. The artwork is dude, really good. And this little... Yeah, it is, dude. It, it is for sure. This little girl's... Oh, man. What did I do? Where am I at? Okay. I used that thing and said... Oh, yeah. That little girl's about to get thwacked hard. Okay. I'll take that cursed book. I guess we have our Judas here to thank for this raid. You old fool! Put him in the trucks. Put that women in the truck, then the children in that one, and the men in that one over there. Yes, Colonel. <laughs> Ivan, did you hide the Bible? No, they saw me before I could put it away. What will we do? <laughs> what will the Christians do? That was our last Bible in this area. Shut up in there. <laughs> and I guess the answer here is that you should have memorized the scriptures or you're going to hell anyway, so... Dude, for real. Let's pray that Dr. Kozlov 
will be successful in his trip to visit the Christians in America. God, God won't, won't leave us without us. his word. Where's my mama? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucked up. Where's my mama? I told you to shut up. I You'll pay for where's my mama? as soon as I get into prison. That's got to be the little girl, right? That was about to get clubbed in the head. Wait, there's another Bible verse here. Yeah, we got some more Bible verses here. Amos. Okay, do you want to look up... Uh, what the fuck is PSA? Is that Psalms? Yeah, it's got to be I'm Psalms. imagining that Psalms. Okay, you look up the Psalms. I'll look up the other one. Amos. Okay. Eight, so 11, Psalm 119.11. Okay, so... James, again, King James Version. You better fucking King James Version it. <laughs> Amos 8.11 right here. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God that I will send a famine to the land and not a famine of bread nor a thirst for water but of hearing the word of the Lord boom I'm trying to figure out the context for, for that because they're getting sent away to prison I guess so so there's Psalm... going to be a famine of the word of the Lord you're not going to be able to find the Bible there's going to be a famine ah, not right. of bread and water yeah that was our last Bible in the area so that was that, that yeah. ast first asterisk and then um, Psalm 119.11 is, the word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So actually I was saying, you got to memorize it, right? The word I have <laughs> hid in mine heart, that would be you memorizing it. Or you just like intuitively knowing the scriptures, I guess. All right. So this is like a previously, but not really. It's simultaneously. Well, thousand miles away, a plan is being formed that soon will answer their prayers. Dr. Kozlov is in a little church outside Chicago. Are you sure these men are qualified for the job? Absolutely, Dr. Kozlov. And then you see this, like, dude, this artwork is fucking dope, dude. He really did a fucking fantastic job. I see the stars. I see the moon. Like, dude, this is fucking beautiful. That's an awesome streetlight, by the way. It's like fucking, it's dope as shit. Um, and then, of course, this house is a giant cross. The trees are dope. This artwork is amazing. So, okay. Here's Dr. Kozlov. He says, if you must realize, if they are caught, it will mean imprisonment, even torture. Could they take that? Uh, Dr. That Kozlov, <laughs> if these men feel, feel led to take this assignment, I'm confident they can handle the job. Let me put Let you me at put ease, you doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're still oh, talking here. These, that's your part. These Sorry. two men come from very <laughs> interesting backgrounds. Timothy Emerson Clark is 21 years old. He was a Green Beret with the Special Forces. He speaks eight languages fluently. The team he was assigned to was dropped behind enemy lines on a top secret mission. Damn. This is where we get the ultimate badass. Yeah, I, dude, even the artwork, look, look at the little fucking sketches here. Like the dude's parachuting in the fucking plane. Like, it was masterful. And if, if you open this up to another, you know, Marvel or DC comic from this exact same year, 1972 or 74, I mean, for the most part, this actually has way more detail than a lot of those kind of traditional comics had. Because, I mean, I guess they were also putting out a lot more in, in high volume, but man, this... The, the actual sort of quality of this artwork is phenomenal. Again, and this is, a, is a, again, Fred Carter, I think. Look at this grass, dude. Like the grass, how it goes over the, like, over the soldier. It's like that tree is fucking beautiful. Like all of this is amazing. Because, so it says, because of the security leak, the enemy was waiting. 
Only one man escaped. By a miracle, Tim made it back across the lines. A Christian native had found him at the point of death. It was through this it was through the prayers and the medical help of the missionaries that he survived. Before he was well enough to return to his outfit, Timothy Emerson Clark was given the message of Christ by the missionaries. The scriptures touched his heart, and by the time he got back to his outfit, Tim had become a radiant Christian. So this, and then, this uh, is like And then I've got Romans 10:17 here it says so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hell yeah. So that's him listening to the Bible on that final panel there. This is that, like, that we were talking about earlier. The ultimate badass turns to Christ in, like, in, like, one. So here we go. Did his wounds disable him? No. After his discharge, the mafia contacted him twice to join their organization as a hitman. Guess he's pretty good shape then. What about what the about other the man I'm supposed to meet tonight? And this, and I want to point out here, this is James Carter. This is Fred Carter, the artist, drawing himself as James Carter. But that's Fred Carter that you're Hell looking yeah. at right there. That's the artist that drew this comic. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the other man is James Carter, 20 years old. He looks way older than 20 here, right? So Yeah, he does. He was uh, the head of a narcotics ring, an expert in street fighting, trained as a black militant. He's got a black belt in karate. I Look like out, that man. Here too. he comes. He's one bad dude. Make sure. That's got to be a, a shaft <laughs> reference of he's one bad dude. <laughs> yeah. Look out, man. Here he comes. He's one bad dude. Everyone feared Jim Carter, except... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, here we go. We got a verse. Proverbs 29, 25. Let me look that shit up. <laughs> Tony, do you want to start looking up the verses as we go? No. Uh, we're good. <laughs> Let's see here. Proverbs 29. I got it. The, the you got fear it? Okay. Of man, the fear of man bringeth a snare, but those who putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. What was this asterisk? Oh, yeah. Everyone feared Big Jim Carter except for. Except. There we go. An old preacher who loved and prayed for Jim since he was a child. One day, the old man walked up to Jim and started speaking. You want to do that guy? (laughs) That old fool looking for trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I don't give him five minutes to live. Bye bye, preacher. (laughs) You had it, preacher. You can't kill me unless your father gives you permission. My father? Hey, man, you don't even know my father. Oh, yes, I do. Your father is the devil. If Christ gave him permission, then you can go ahead and kill me. <laughs> wow, preacher, you too much. You really believe that jazz? <laughs> that jazz? Look at that old last 20-year-old. He, he kind of looks like uh, Craig Ferguson here. Is that what's his name? The 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 comedian. And Craig, yeah, he does look like Craig Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> but Craig he looks Robinson, as Craig haggard Robinson, as fucking Cat Williams. Craig but Robinson like he, from uh, yeah, from a uh, hot tub time the, the the um freaking warehouse manager from the office. Yeah, yeah, and hot tub time machine. That's where I know him. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> How come you're okay. not afraid of me? I only fear one person. And who's that? That's God Almighty. 
You're talking about that pie in the sky, man. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jesus. You don't make sense, Preach. Jesus was that little kid born in a manger and died on the cross. You're wrong, Jimmy. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. Let me I mean, tell you about how he was born. He's not wrong, though, right? He was the kid born in a manger and died on the cross. What part of 100%. that is wrong? That's no. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> His mother was Mary. She ain't got a pussy touched. I mean, she was a virgin. <laughs> Nobody ever touched her. The creator of the universe fixed it. So Mary could have a baby without a human father. And that child happened to be the God Almighty in the shape of a baby boy. <laughs> Man, that's out of sight. Why didn't someone tell me this before? How did how has no one ever <laughs> told him this? And also, why is this the thing that he's the most fascinated about? Is the yeah, he's like, birth? No shit. You mean that, no, pool, that bitch's like, pussy ain't got broke? And she got pregnant? <laughs> that's that's definitely the uh the number one thing this black guy wants right it's just a woman that just immediately becomes pregnant without yeah. him even intervening like you just have a baby daddy and you didn't even get is to this the how you part. start like the talk with somebody for like to get him to know jesus you're like guess what there was this bitch in the <laughs> desert right her pussy ain't even been touched it's fucking great. <laughs> I mean, and I'm pretty sure she didn't get have a C-section at this point. So that means that <laughs> it just kind of devastated the body for, for no real reason, right? All right. Uh, let, do you want to look at Proverbs? I'll look at Revelations. We'll, let's do these verses here. All right, all right. I'll do a John one quick. Okay. Revelations. <laughs> one. Okay, Thomas, you there? I'm you here. Got the, okay, which when, one? When you... the, I'll start with the old man this time. Okay, when the Creator died on the cross, that holy blood He shed was for your sins, Jimmy Carter. If you believe that, then you'll become a new man. Oh, which one are you at? Oh, uh, we're reading the verses. Oh, do we even? We haven't done this page yet, though. Oh, oh, you know what? Um. I'm looking at another version that's got different freaking uh, passages on it, man. Okay, did we miss this one too? Your God is a devil. We didn't do Job's one ten through twelve either. Yes, you've got Let's a see. super OG version because the one that I'm looking at is a little bit newer and it, and it has completely different uh, verses on it. Let's see. So, so uh, Job one ten through twelve is. You have not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side. You've blessed the work of his hands and his possessions and increase in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is your power. Only do not lay a hand on this person. So Satan went out of the presence of the Lord. So that's him just casting him out, right? Your father mm -hmm. is a devil. If Christ gave him permission, you can go ahead and kill me. Dope. Okay, so now we're on Herbs 28. Does that say 16? I don't know if you're looking at the same screen that's, that I'm at. So look, that's, uh, yeah, look so Proverbs, Proverbs 28. 
And then I have Revelations 1 8. And Tony, you got John 1 14. Yep. So Proverbs 28 16 the prince that wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor. Tony. But he hath conventious shall pro prolong his yeah. days. Oh, why is everybody quiet? Can you hear? Yeah, we're here. I can hear you, Tony. I know an American. I can't hear you, dude. Okay, I think that's on you. It's Jason, Satan. Can you hear me? Satan has taken over. What's wrong with my headphones here? <sighs> huh. Okay, paranoid American. We can hear check, you. Check. Okay, I just can't hear you guys. That fucking is weird and sucks. Okay, go for it. So, I, did you already read the verse? Yep. Yeah. Proverbs. Okay. okay I, can, I, can, I can see you nodding your head. So, I have Revelations here 1 8. It says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. All right. And I got John okay. 1 And Tony, do you want to read uh, John 1 <laughs> Yes. Yes. The word becomes flesh. Did you already? Yes. Doing it. Let's see here. Um, so um, the words become flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Here we you guys still hear me? Yeah. Why the fuck can I hear you guys? Let's see here. My volume is all the way up. Man, this sucks balls. Um, exit full screen. Okay, now I can hear you. What the fuck? There we go. That was absolutely bizarre. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why that was why that did. Saying, it, was, did. it was the devil, bro. It was the devil. Yeah, Clearly. there's no coincidences. The devil was definitely after us. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, did you read that verse? I did. did. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to try to screen share again, and let's try to make this happen. Sorry, guys, everyone that's listening. Share a screen and Chrome tab Crusaders. Let's go. Okay, can I still hear you guys? I hope so. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Great. Yes, I don't know what the fuck that was about. I'll have to cut that out and fucking and post. So he goes, you, Okay, you wanted to be the old man this time. So when the creator died on the cross, that holy blood he shed was for your sins, Jimmy Carter. And if you believe that, then you'll become a new man. This is heavy, preacher. I'll have to clean up my act, my life first. No way. You can't clean it up. He wants you just the way you are. That day, Jimmy Carter found Christ. Man, I see it, but I don't believe it. Now, hold on. I want to stop here because, because I mean, I guess you, uh, you, you might have um, related to this at the time of like reading it more and and get more of like where they're coming from. Because I don't understand of you can't just clean it up. He wants you the way you are. Like, doesn't mm -hmm. wouldn't he want you to clean it up and come and like you know hang out and and pray? Like, he doesn't want so you. So like, Jesus meets you where person. you are. 
Like, so if I'm if I'm having a sincere conversation about Jesus, Jesus sincerely meets you where you are, like as the sinner, like Jesus sat down with like prostitutes, with tax collectors, with like, you know, like the worst of the worst. And he would sit there and meet you where you are. And he would say, like, look, I love you. And he would come to you. And like he would like and that was the biggest thing is like Jesus, like it, at the time, like the Jews wouldn't like they wanted to be clean and so they wouldn't even like be near these people like it was a big deal to like sit down and eat dinner together you know that sort of thing and so like jesus would meet you where you are so that's like that's a big thing is like he's like he loves you he created you he loves you and so he loves you regardless even if like you disobey him so he's gonna have to throw you in a pit of fire but he still (laughs) loves you (laughs) and so like he meets you where you are and then the holy spirit is like a part of the divine that's a part of like god that comes and lives inside of you and then he will convict you of your sin and so like as you become a christian as you like work with god you become more and more holy because like the god's conviction lives inside of you basically and changes you from the inside out okay so this is more if about, that makes sense you don't you don't have to change yourself before you meet him not right he probably away wants you to change after you meet him and he's like okay Maybe yeah. then stop all the uh, the other bullshit. Yeah, and so okay. I mean, in a sincere way, like so many people think, like I'm afraid of God. Like I'm so dirty. I'm so like you know, like say a fucking child molester or something awful, right? Like you're a bad person. You're like I'm too afraid to even talk to God. He's gonna hate me. And so this is like this whole thing of like, no, He loves you. Yes, come to Him as the person you are. And he will create a new being. Like he 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 puts the new wine in the old wine skin. That's like the saying. Okay, so so at the so, at the conclusion here, before we, we jump back to Dr. Kozlov, we've within been introduced one, to <laughs> within well, one bubble. We, <laughs> we've been introduced to these uh two different guys. So one of them was like a special forces green beret who was about to uh, die, but had his life saved by a Christian villager and then had the scriptures read to him while he was like recovering in a hospital. So he's this like green beret hitman that's now working for Jesus. And then we've got this like hardcore street thug that was also, you know, kind of like the ultimate badass, but he's turned his life around. So we've got this like white guy and black guy hitmen that are now working for, you know, Christ essentially. So he says, Dr. Kozlov, both of these men love the Lord and would gladly give their lives for him. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so he has to fucking, he has to let you know that like, because up there he said like, are these guys willing? Are they ready? Are they ready to give their life? And then he's like, yeah, so you have to know that like Jimmy Carter was a bad son of a bitch. Not only was he a street gangster and like a head of narcotics, but he also had a black belt in karate. <laughs> and he would whoop your ass. That was, uh, that was, that was a sign of being a badass. Is you just had to have a black belt in karate. Yeah, in the yeah. 70s, that was eighties as fuck, dude. That was like karate <laughs> kid status. Like if you knew karate, like holy shit. My hand oh, had okay. lethal weapons. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I he says I understand. Needless to say, I'm somewhat relieved because they'll have to slip by Soviet security. Knock knock. 
Believe me for that. Yeah, yeah, believe no believe me for them should be no problem. So now now I'm looking up okay. the the King James quotes. Okay, okay. you I'll, doing John? Uh, Tony, new revelation. Revelations. I'll do Colossians. Is that four eleven or four one? I can't read it. Is this four eleven? Four eleven. All right. So yeah. so John um one ten three is to him the porter openeth the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and lead them out and then ten is the thief the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy and I am mm-hmm. that they might have live and that they might have it more abundantly. Hundred percent. Yeah, the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. So next one is Colossians one sixteen through seventeen. It says, "For him we are all things created, that we are all in heaven, and that oh, and that all that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether by oh shit, man, this is a this is an interesting verse actually. Uh, I'll tell you guys about that afterwards. So Colossians uh, one sixteen through seventeen says, "For him we are all things created." Uh, that were in heaven and in earth. So everything was created in heaven and earth by God. It says visible and invisible, whether they be by thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is uh, above and before all things and by him, all things consist. So that's an interesting thing. So he's basically saying that like all heaven, all earth, all things that are visible, all things that are in like invisible, visible, everything, principalities, powers, gods, like other gods, like demons, angels, thrones, like in these like principalities, they're all made by God for God. And so like I specifically had this verse, like that's why it popped up so quickly on my phone is because I was talking to a guy for my uh, Bigfoot documentary and he was using this verse as um, like he was saying that all things are created by God. And like this was specifically like um, biblical proof of Bigfoot, which is dope as fuck. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I've seen this one among others as, as being proof for like uh mar- like pro marijuana and that you know anything found on the 100%. earth was created well, by God. Well pretty much it justifies anything, right? Like, yeah, I guess the, so. like you could do anything and be like, Yeah, for God. And which kind of is interesting because Chick has problems with just about everything. <laughs> If you are insinuating that there's any contradictions in the Bible, I'm going to go and fist fight you. (laughs) I wasn't until now. um, I'll take you up on that. I would love love to pick uh, Jack Chick's brain on the Gospel of Judas, (laughs) but I know since it's it's Apocrypha, he would automatically say it was written by the devil. Yeah, yeah, clearly written by the devil. Totally. The, the old joke of uh, Bill Hicks with like um, Satan coming back to Earth and like burying dinosaur bones, like ha, 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 I'm gonna fuck him up with this one. <laughs> fuck yes, Tony. Uh, do you have Revelations four uh, eleven? Yes, um, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor, power for created all things, and by wait, and by your will they were created, and they have been. So sort of a, a less interesting version of the last one. Yeah. And I was going to say surprisingly positive and vanilla for Book of Revelations. That's usually yeah, the crazy shit with like, you know, demons and, and uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, here we go. Dr. Kozlov. Right, 
Okay, are you gonna do doctor? You gonna do that guy? No, you go, you go, you go. Okay, Doctor Kozlov, this is Jimmy Carter and Tim Clark. How do you do, sir? My pleasure, well, Doctor Kozlov. <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving Doctor Kozlov a fucking hit voice, but here you go. I don't know who's speaking. The- doctor Kozlov has some very important. Uh, has something very important he wants to discuss with you. Please be seated. Who's playing Dr. Kozlov? Is that me? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. (laughs) You go, you go. Gentlemen, the word of God is forbidden in my country. Many brethren are praying for Bibles. And now we have a way to solve that problem. I love this shit. Can can you do the the Russian accent? I think think Kozlov needs the Russian accent. Oh man, what the fuck is Russian accent? It's not like <laughs> I'm not <laughs> and now we have a <laughs> and now we have a way to solve the problem. That sounds German. I can't <laughs> do <German>. it. <laughs> okay, okay, he's still, he's still talking here. Because I'm happy to say that this is German as fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm happy to say that it's an underground printing press has been assembled in a small town near Bucharest. And now, now it's we Austrian. have the facilities <laughs> to print our own Bibles. Oh, man. Now, now I'm imagining a freaking Jack T. Chick um, written Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, bro. Where he goes into like East Berlin. <laughs> As an excellent translation Bible. of the Bible has been made on this Romanian language. And here it is on microfilm. Once this is in their hands, we'll be able to produce the underground Bibles within eight weeks. <laughs> Isn't the Soviet Union easing up on religious freedom? Don't believe what you read. Any church that is open is told what to preach by the government. You see, to be a Christian behind the Iron Curtain is very dangerous. Will you, me- <laughs> will you men take this microphone into Bucharest? Dr. Kozlov, calm down. Let us have one more week <laughs> to pray about it. Suddenly, I understand. If the Lord says yes, then we'll be thrilled to go. I read your part. <laughs> Three days uh... later. Oh, did we miss any Bible verses? We did. Okay, uh, somebody look up Philippians 4, 6-7. Apparently, there's also a song. Dope. Are you gonna sing it? I, I've never heard it before, <laughs> but I, I would if I knew it. Uh, okay, so uh, Philippians four six seven is, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Dope. I'm not familiar with that song, or else I would sing it. Be careful for nothing. I like that. Three days later. Dr. Kozlov, this is Tim Clark. Both Jim and I feel it's the Lord's will that we go to Bucharest. Wonderful! (laughs) After this, it's shots. Uh, I think he's talking alcohol. (laughs) The plane (laughs) tickets, and then it's hello, Bucharest. This is it. Man, this is going to take forever. The book says, whatsoever state I'm in, I'm not to gripe. Right on, brother, right on. I think this is you. 
Oh, this is this is the chick. Which country yeah. are you planning to visit? Romania, bitch. We're going to Bucharest, Taurus. I don't think he said that part. All right, all right, <laughs> Mr. Carter. Fill out these forms and return them with your photograph. Next. I'm going with him. This is a white guy. I'm going how, with him. How nice. Is your name yes. Timothy Emerson Clark? Yes, ma'am. Are you related to the U.S. and but this is what this is kind of just like a, an injection of like a whole new plot point, dude. Right? He made Are that lady Jewish. Look at her nose. <laughs> like he made this was fucking anti-Semitic as fuck. He's like, he's making like the fucking the grubby hands Jewish guy, but he made it into a chick. And she's counting money here. <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. Uh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So are you related to the U.S. ambassador to France? Yes, he's my uncle. My goodness. Isn't that exciting? And you're going to Bucharest with Mr. Carter? Yeah. Wow. Have I ever caught a big fit? Oh, wow. So she's going to be Internal a monologue guy. right there. She's like, wow. However, I caught a big fish. Oh, your passports will be sent to you in about a week. Have a nice trip. This window is closed. You can't do this. I've been waiting for an hour. I'm sorry. I'm closed. There's an angry Irishman. He's all in fucking green. And he's got like, he's got Fire like, red hair. Yeah, dude, he's an angry leprechaun here. Dude, and he even has four fucking, leaf clovers yes. on his tie. <laughs> he's got fucking clovers on his tie. Fucking he's Irish like, God oh, damn it. You're a, trip, you're a typical government bureaucrat. <laughs> Internal monologue. She's like, <laughs> Well, Mr. Clark, I'd hate to be in your shoes. <laughs> okay, I think it's still her if you want to keep going as her, but you make it more <laughs> sexy. <laughs> I'll swipe these photos and hide my forms in my desk. This shouldn't take too long. Snap. Snap. This should make points with my superiors. Click, click. And I'm sure Max will give me all the credit. I'll slip these back on and no one will be the wiser at oh, home snap. that night. Beautiful Gertrude Levitz. Oh, she is. <laughs> she is Julie. Beautiful Gertrude Levitz. You are a genius. This will make a few waves on the international scene. I don't have a dude. Jewish. How much of this was like Jews are communists? All communists are Jews and shit. This was like, dude, a hundred percent. Like this is we're we're delving deep into his shit here. Well, and again, th this Crusader series was where he pulled out all the stops and he just like let it all hang loose and got real deep into the story. Oh, I love it so much, dude. Here's I'll, I'll this take over the guy fucking here. bald man. Okay. Gertrude scored me a flight to Stockholm right away. Right, Max. Colonel Chekhov will be pleased. I might even get a promotion. One-way flight to Moscow. I don't know who's must reading now. very important to rate a staff car, Max. It is, comrade. KGB headquarters, Moscow. There's an exclamation point. <laughs> there so is I an exclamation. <laughs> what kind of mood is the colonel in? Lousy. The KGB, a massive intelligence agency through which all life in the Soviet Union is ruled. Is Colonel Chekhov in? Yes, Max. He's here expecting you. Please be seated. <laughs> She's also on screen. <laughs> 
You stupid idiot. I'll have your head for this. Ah, I see he's in a good mood. Very. Next time it'll be Siberia. Get out. Send Max in. It better be good, Max. Your trip cost a lot of money. Oh, it is, Colonel. It is. And I like I like how he looks like uh, Alistair Crowley here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like this uh, is another Will, good thing uh, to point out. Winston that, Churchill uh, too. Th- this is a a classic uh, Jack Chick uh, laugh sequence. Ha ha ha! H a w like that, and three of them. That's like his go to laugh track. It's always ha ha ha. So <laughs> ha ha ha! Timothy Emerson Clark. This is too good to be true. I've waited a long time for this, Max. You did a good job. I'll remember this. You're dismissed. I want my special staff assembled at 3 p.m. Yes, Colonel. Uh, it looks looks <laughs> it looks like the whole force is going to be in on this one. It must be something big. I want your attention. Because this assignment has a top priority. This is Timothy Emerson Clark, nephew of Timothy Emerson Clark, the U.S. ambassador to France, whom I utterly despise, if you didn't get that from my monologue. Our mission is to create a scandal, and that will destroy Ambassador Clark's position in France. Okay, so who's the bad guy in, like, Superman? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, You're talking about Lex Luthor. Yes, he looks like a fat Lex Luthor right now. Uh, like Kingpin. Kingpin bit. is who I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, for Punisher. Yeah. The white the white Kingpin. White Kingpin. Is Kingpin not white? Uh I mean, you know, Marvel has various uh dimensions, and one of those dimensions, Kingpin is not white, including the uh I want to say the Dare the Daredevil or the Punisher TV series. Was he not a white guy? I maybe he, it is like originally he was, but but again, like Marvel and DC both have these like universes that splintered into like multiple dimensions and like variations on reality. And in some of just like how um uh Nick Fury is both white and black, and you've got like you know white and black Spider Man in different dimensions, it's kind of a similar concept. They even gave us a Mexican one, dude. And I, I'll take it. Something Morales. <laughs> yeah, they gave us a beaner fucking Spider-Man, and I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of have, like, a, um, Green Lantern has a version of that. Thor has a version of that. You know, there's a bunch of them. Hell yeah. Okay, all let's right. start. Let's keep, keep it going. <laughs> this young man is coming to Bucharest as a tourist. While he's visiting this glorious country, he's going to act very foolishly. It so happens he's going to fall in love with one of our beautiful agents. He's going to dishonor this lovely Russian girl. And when the news leaks out, we will be outraged. You got to scream that part. We will be outraged. (laughs) The Soviet Union will demand an apology from the United States. And because he's the ambassador's nephew, we will publicize his name over and over again. People will think it's the ambassador we're talking about will demand the instant removal of the good ambassador from France to appease our great hurt. They will do just that, and I'll have my sweet revenge thanks to this stupid youngster coming to Bucharest. 
I love it that he describes the guy as the good ambassador because there's such a clear delineation of good and evil. And this guy knows he's evil. He's like, we're going to get our revenge from this good ambassador. He's he's doing that thing in the Bond films where like the bad guy explains his entire motivations 100%. out loud for like who's he talking to, you know, like who doesn't know this that needs to know it. So it's so well, this, this is how they show that the media works. Well, this yeah. is him disseminating it from the top down to everyone else. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, especially like at this time period, wouldn't have thought that when someone gets caught in a sex scandal, like. Oh, that was set up. And we have to be told who the good guy is and the bad guy. You know what I mean? It's like, this is very much a fucking... Like, Americans still need that. We're retarded. Well, and, I mean, uh, Jack Chick is not treat this with a light hand. It's very much like beating you over the head with, like, this horrible guy with the... The scary looking, you know, arced eyebrows and like, and he's yeah, he's horribly <laughs> ugly too. Yeah, the bad guy is fucking hideous. There's no subtlety, <laughs> not whatsoever. And the bad girl that was working for this ugly guy was a Jew chick, dude. I'm still laughing about that. He made so, her look uh, Jewish. I could tell she was Jewish before we got her name. <laughs> and then he gave her a very distinctive. He had to have. He had to add in her last name. He's like, the, the make sure you know this is a Jew. <laughs> Levitstein. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> Gold I, fung. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here we are. Here. I want all the information you can get on these two young men. What kind of girls does he like? When do they get to Europe? What does he eat for breakfast? I want to know everything. Yes, Colonel. Meanwhile, Dr. Kozlov is briefing the Crusaders for their dangerous mission. Jim, the night before you leave for Bucharest, <laughs> you need to go to the post office. At 10 p.m., you'll see a man with three little girls. To be friendly, you give him a cigarette. In that cigarette, there will be a microfilm. I'll go buy a pack right away. <laughs> I don't know who this guy. That's so Jim Carter. That's, <laughs> That's so, so Jim, Jim Carter. Carter. <laughs> yeah. That's so Raven. <laughs> a pack of lights. Yes, sir. I think I'm being watched. Internal dialogue. Internal dialogue. I wonder where that clown was trained. In a class B movie? Question mark. So, the, so this is him obviously seeing that this guy is trying to spy on him because freaking uh, Carter here can't, you know, you can't slip a one by him. He's too trained. Fuck no, dude. He was a badass mother trucker. Here's those cancer sticks, Dr. Kozlov. Good as prepares a cigarette for some microfilm. Once more, at 10 p.m., this man will come out of the post office with three little girls. <laughs> we, we've got a doctor. Gentlemen, the plane leaves in two weeks. I must go now. And I have no Let's idea what pray. I'm looking at in this one, to be honest. <laughs> it's, a, it's God's light shining, dog. It's the okay, illumination. Okay, you're right. I, I'm yeah. freaking, I couldn't see it. Now I do. <laughs> Let's, pray for, Let's pray for God's for God to guide and protect and that your mission would be successful. Dear Lord, tonight we come before you. 
Oh, and here we go. Back, Back at the, the KGB, KGB headquarters. headquarters. Where is the schedule? We're working on it, Colonel. We're working on it. Okay, and we got a verse here. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Are one of you guys working on that? <laughs> You're faster than me. <laughs> uh, here we go. Okay, here Trust we go. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Uh, in all thine ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. So, like, don't fucking trust your instincts. Do what God tells you. <laughs> That's very <laughs> contradictory. <laughs> okay, here we go. <clears throat> we have his military and school records. He isn't as dumb as I thought. We'll have to be careful. I'm impressed. He speaks eight languages. Are you the old man? Uh, where are the pictures of where are the pictures of his girlfriends? They separated girl and friends like that. Anyways, we're fucking on it, Colonel. I want them in three days. Dude, imagine day. how hard that is without the internet. Like these motherfuckers in Russia had to like find everything about this guy in America. He had to find out like his background. He had to find out like pictures of his girlfriend. Where he went like before Facebook and before like LinkedIn and all these weird kind of sh like how the fuck would you find that shit out? Like a lot of these fucking records would just have to be like in your school or like. Like, how hard was that to do that kind of fucking, like, deep dives into somebody with before the internet? <laughs> yeah, now, now you don't find it by, like, the third uh, front page of Google results. You're like, ah, that fucking doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you a, had to get some microfiche. <laughs> okay, next day. Jim, Jim something weird, weird is going on. Now, you, you get to do the black voice. Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be racist. Go for it. <laughs> Jim, something weird's going on. Someone's been in my apartment. Is he missing? <laughs> I can't tell yet. It looks like some photos might be gone. <laughs> this is you. Or am I the black one? I don't know. <laughs> which one's which? Yeah, they both look like they have fucking... Uh, what are those disco pants? Uh, the bell bottoms? They both look like they have fucking uh, the wide legs. You know what I'm talking about? Bell yeah, the, the bell bottoms. Gents, did I lose you again? Oh, no. I think, I think oh, Nate lost his audio again. Let me see here. Oh, no. Did we lose Paranoid American? No. Tony, no. can you hear me, buddy? Yeah, I can hear you. We can, we can hear you. Okay, Paranoid I, American, can you hear me? I can hear you. But you can't hear us? Okay, can you hear me, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why does that keep happening? Okay, Paranoid American says we can still hear you. That was it. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. We can still hear you. Um, for some fucking reason that I can't explain, it sucks ass, but I cannot hear you guys. But keep going, I guess. Because <laughs> okay. we're, we're getting near to the end of this. I Let's think Nate's here. screen share is, is killing it. 
Maybe I have no idea. I like how prescriptive all of this is. Like mm. how to sneak in, okay. like, to into. Okay. I'm a- gonna have to trust you guys to do it because for some fucking reason it sucks, but it's not letting me do it. So I'm gonna go screen share again. All screen right. share. and share okay so where I left off (laughs) there is what's his name (laughs) Carter I think the white guy says I can't tell yet it looks like some photos might be gone and he says you know you're being tailed right he goes yeah for about a week now no matter what happens God's word says and we all know uh, we all know that things work together for good and to them that love God to them, all things are called accordingly to his purpose. Romans 8.28. Right on, brother. That's where I'm at. So we're back to the KGB headquarters. And let me see here. I really wish I could hear you guys. This sucks ass. I was just saying, it's, okay. it's interesting that they actually um, have the full Roman. You guys keep here. going, I guess. I'm going to stay out of it because I can't hear and I don't know what you guys are doing. All right. Oh, this is going to be interesting. You you start, Anthony. <laughs> all right. So these are the girls he had photos of from these. We made up a composite of all of them. And there's a nice little picture of a girl here. Oh, I can hear you again. I don't know why it started working, but that's fucking awesome. Tony, I can hear you. All right. Cool. Okay, beautiful. Sorry, guys. That really sucks. Okay, Thomas, are you back too? Yep, yeah, we're back. So, so okay, uh, I can hear that sweet, smooth voice. So this Let's is what it. it looks like. Bring in the, oh wait, this is me again. Bring in the swallows. I want the one that looks the most like the composite. And this is this is actually interesting because there was the that movie with uh, uh, Jennifer, what's her name, um, that that actually played this exact character played one of these swallows it was one of these kgb like sex double agents that was like made to be a spy um so bringing the swallows jennifer love Love Uh, hewitt did she do no 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 maybe maybe it wasn't jennifer it was the uh uh the the chick from the freaking hunger games i don't remember her name okay yeah jennifer love uh it's not jennifer love jennifer lawrence there you go yeah and i think she was in a movie that, that was specifically was one of these swallows so I want one that looks the most like the composite. And then it says, Swallows are Soviet girls who work for the KGB. Their job is to entice foreigners into awkward situations so they can be blackmailed. So basically like a, like a, a section of Operation Midnight Climax from the CIA. Hell yeah, um, dude. Hell yeah. Colonel! Colonel. This agent is <laughs> Sophia Tofsky. She has a perfect record of 19 entrapments. So that means that she's there 19 dudes. She's right? 19 for 19. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that pussy tight. That pussy sweet, though. Like, Or she's ooh. 19 for like 500. We don't know. <laughs> I like her. She looks like an angel. Put her through the course. Tell her everything. Ouch! Don't fail us, Sophia. Things might not go so good for you. A toast to our fallen angel. To Sophia's success. Internal dialogue. The pig! And he's like, dude, I love this. Cheek. And do you, you like this shit right here? It's like a toast to the fallen angel. So he's also like referring, because he is the bad guy. He also has to be referring to Lucifer at the same time. He's also kind of calling her like a scarlet whore. Mm-hmm. 
I love. I mean, that she's shit. even wearing like a like a pinkish red dress too, right? And she has big fat titties. Look <laughs> at that! Like, <laughs> and so flight one twenty for London now boarding. We'll pray that you get back safely. Sorry, we must check for firearms. No problem. You got your cancer oh, I... sticks. <laughs> yeah, you. Are you kidding? May God's light May... come to Romania because of their flight. Would you gentlemen like a cocktail? No thanks, miss. I'd like to hear young men talk like that. Now maybe just said no I can thanks, drink miss, their drinks. <laughs> Martha, yeah, exactly. you're terrible. Martha, you're terrible. I don't get that. She she <laughs> likes to hear that the guys are passing on the drinks, so that means she gets yeah. more drinks. <laughs> exactly. She can do it. Yes, Colonel. We've briefed her on every item. Well, have over 40 agents, and that will be near you as taxi drivers, police, etc. You'll be constantly watched. They're meeting at the airport, and Paris is all set. Remember the black man gets soundly beaten at the taxi. <laughs> Sophia, our government is putting a lot of money out for this job. Planes, clothes, if any of your clothes are damaged, you pay for it. <laughs> My farewell speech to you, little Sophia, is if you fail, your parents might suffer. Yes, Colonel. <laughs> Internal dialogue. Oh, I hate this animal. We're here to escort you to the airport. Sofia Toski, I am Husak, assigned to take you to Paris. <laughs> They're all related to each other, so they sound the same. Mm -hmm. Think you can pull this off? That's you, man. Be sexy. Oh, there isn't a real man I've ever met that I couldn't make fall, and all men are alike. Hell yeah. Welcome to Paris. I can see them. This just answers the customs. They should be out the front door in about five minutes. Oh, I guess the first thing we do is get a taxi. Hey, hey there's one. Let's grab it. Oops, too late. Oops. <laughs> Sets mine. I saw. I caught. I saw first. Out of my way! Somebody. <laughs> Outside, man. Get away from. Get away from me, so idiot. <laughs> Snap! What's bang! Pow! Swish! <laughs> Incompetent fool. He's still walking. Are you all right? Yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Please share my taxi with me. We're on our way to the Royal Manchot Hotel. What's a coincidence am I? Come get in. Oh, my pony. <laughs> it was so <laughs> nice. The damsel yeah, is dressed immediately. Dude, yeah, exactly. And she's got a sweet upskirt shot. She's showing her sexy ass. Like she's ready to seduce these guys. 
It was so nice of you to invite me for dinner. I'm leaving Bucharest tomorrow. Oh, so are we, Sophia. Uh, I suppose you know this is no accident. Internal dialogue. Since I blow my cover... I'm I'm getting a message from Jesus now. I can see the Lord's hand in all of this. More like the KGBs, you fool. On, On the train, train to Bucharest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of our Russian soldiers? Eh, they look pretty sharp. There's a fineness on us. They could never be beaten. <laughs> you don't know your Bible, do you, Sophia? What's that got to do with Mother Russia? Well, actually, in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, it says that Russia will be defeated when she moves against Israel. Does it say that? Like Russia, does they call it Russia? No, they call it something else, and we'll talk about this afterward, because I have a Russian dude that's going to come on and tell me how much the Russian Orthodox Church hates Jews. It's fucking wild. I'm, I have him scheduled. <laughs> Anyways, gulp. He sounds cra like he's crazy. That book is not true. It's the truth of religion to suppress the people. Sophia, it's God's word. It tells us what's going to happen. Seven, Seven years, years after? Oh. No, this is <laughs> him telling it. Come on. I mean, everyone knows this. Seven years after World War III, Jesus comes back to rule the earth. Come on. I've never heard such a thing. Tickets! Oh, um, yes, we better not discuss religion anymore. Big Brother doesn't like it. Hell yeah, Big oh. Brother. Okay, we have a Bible verse here. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4. Thomas, you hopping on this? I'm looking. Okay. I'm trying to figure out seven years after World War Three. That's a very specific thing to It's coming up, Bible. dude. We've started World War Three right now with, with Russia and Ukraine. Okay, so so uh second Corinthians four three four. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ in the image of God. This is actually an interesting one that I haven't heard before. So there's like an obvious occulting of the gospel. The gospel mm -hmm. is veiled to those who are perishing. So they, they couldn't see it if you gave it to them. Yeah, 100%, dude. <clears throat> and this is in response to her saying that that book isn't real. So it's like you could show it to her, but she's just going to deny it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back in uh, Bucharest. What do you think of Bucharest? Isn't it lovely? Yes, yes it is. You want to meet my aunt tonight? I'm sure she like her. I'm always remembering you two as my dearest friends for helping me pass. Excuse me, I'm going to go buy us some goodies. You just go up ahead and I'll catch up to you. He's buying a pack of condoms and some lube. <laughs> Anyways, Jim, think Tim is such a wonderful person? Yeah, he certainly is. We're brothers, you know. <laughs> what? You're so black and he's a white. <laughs> yeah, we both have the same father. 
You mean you both had the different masters? <laughs> nah, Sophia, we're Christians. God is our father. Hey, where's all that brotherhood propaganda you people feed us? This think I'm your girl. Here you are. It looks like my black brother made your people unhappy. <laughs> I paralyzed Jace, Jim. Sophia, people are all the same the world over. There's bigotry in every country, every town, village, and neighborhood. I suppose you're right. But here in Bucharest, we extra hate black guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, there's something a little bit rich about a Jack Chick comic talking about bigotry around the world and like calling it out. <laughs> Romans 3 9. Through 12. King James Version. Okay, I pulled it up here. So we have a verse here. It goes, what then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise. For, in no wise. Okay. For we have... For we have before proved both Jew and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth that, none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of their way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. So <clears throat> Jack, Trick is Jack Chick is trying to say that we are all equal in the eyes of God because we're all pieces of shit, except that he extra made sure you knew that it was a Jew that was like being Judas earlier. <laughs> there, there's a very like animal farm quality of like, we're all equal, but some are a little <laughs> bit less equal than others. If your last name is like Levitz. Levenstein. Then <laughs> you mean to tell us that he hasn't even made a pass at you. You've got only two days left. How funny would it be if, if these guys' secret power was that they're just gay <laughs> so that none of the KGB <laughs> stuff works on them? He will, Colonel. I'm going to zero in on him tonight. You better do something! <laughs> Tim, Sophia thinks you're quite a guy. She sure is a beautiful girl. Yeah, man. She reminds me of a girl named Delilah. <laughs> and then here he is, like, pointing at something. He goes, it's a bug. Don't you know they so, bug everyone over here? Are they onto us? I don't see how. It's probably a political thing. So here we go. We're at dinner at Sophia, KGB agent's aunt's house. And she's way less hot than she made it sound like earlier. The dirty old aunt? Well, she was. it was kind of <laughs> like, hey, we're in town. Let's go and see my aunt. And it, it was almost like there's two of you and one of me so like let me you know throw another one into the mix but she's like you know that black guy is like old white ladies <laughs> like old fat white lady this was this was a perfect thing so sophie has been telling me that you have such a big penis i mean sorry she's been telling me how much she enjoys being with you tim well thank you i feel the same way about sophia tim let's go fuck in the garden Okay, come on, join, on, join us, Jim. 
Jim and, and then that, I just got that. It's Jim and Tim. That's kind of annoying. That dirty old bitch wants a black guy alone. She's like, oh, no. I want Jim to tell me about his life in America. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's like a lovely moon. I miss it when you go. Oh, I'll miss you too, Sophia. Tim, I'm in love with you. Kiss me. Hey, man, it's time we split. Sorry about that. 9 p.m. last night in Bucharest. Okay, Sophia, now's your chance. When Carter gets back, we'll delay him. Don't worry about this. I'm going to show my hungry pussy. <laughs> 10 p.m. Perfect timing. Hey, man, where's the letter drop? No, understands the English. Okay, friend, have a cigarette. Danke. I'll take that cigarette. Wait, friend, I gave up smoking anyway. Let him go. Here, take the whole Here, pack. Here, take the whole pack. Okay. I have no idea what, I've got to be honest, I have no idea what the fuck's happening here. He asked the guy either. for the drop. He says he doesn't understand him. He offers him a cigarette. Then he says he stopped smoking, but why does he have the cigarettes? Then he says, let him go. Here, take the whole pack. I don't get what the fuck's going on here. I don't see the three little girls either. I don't know how this works. <laughs> now here, where's the letter drop? Inside. And then I don't know who the fuck this is. This looks really weird. This is the, uh, the wooden mean... man. <laughs> Thank God. It has been accomplished. He is a microfilm. Now we will have the Bibles again. God has answered the prayers. Then here's so the I, I just tonight. got this. The whole so I just realized the whole premise here was they were just smuggling microfilms of the Bible in a rolled up cigarette because the Soviets had taken their last Bible. So now yes. they've got this Bible. <laughs> this is a random tangent, but it reminds me that uh, if you ever been to like a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum, in a lot of them they've got like like a guy that was in prison that wrote the entire like Our Father on a grain of rice or something, and they've got it under like a microscope. So they could have just like written the Bible on grains of rice and smuggled this into Soviet Russia and had the same effect. How many grains of rice could they shove in their ass? I wonder. <laughs> Wouldn't they swell up a little bit too? Yeah, yeah. Especially wanna... if you got some swamp ass. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they kind of they a little that, bit. man. All right, so I got like race pudding. <laughs> Jesus, and then, well, I mean, then you could read it because it'd be in fucking full version. So uh, we have a verse here, First Peter three through twelve. Here <clears throat> it says, "For the eyes of the Lord are all over the righteous, and His ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil." So Jesus is going to let you bring in those grains of rice in your ass is, I think, what this says. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the sexy time, and here's, like, the best part. He goes, okay, please. knock, knock. Who is it? It's Sophia. Let's me in. Tim, darling, I'm so lonely. Sophia, I need to talk to you. I'll show you how you can never be lonely again. In the background, it starts the cameras. 
They're rolling. So now, they're ready. Now, now it's a porn. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Then you see the dirty old man. It's his next day. Let me see the film. You won't be happy, Colonel. Then we go back to what's his name? Is it Tim? Is this one Tim? So, or yeah. So, so, so this is Tim literally reading from John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, God, forgive me sins and save my pussy, Christ's sake. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. <laughs> She's a little bit Irish. <laughs> yeah, she became a Christian. Woo! Not only that, Colonel. Whoop. So did the cameraman. <laughs> I just. Fuck! I can't believe is... it. I failed. It's it's funny because John three sixteen was just such a overwhelmingly <laughs> convincing argument that just reading John three sixteen converts the KGB agent that had 19 under her belt. It converts Dude, the cameraman. Like <laughs> instantly turned into a desert. It was like, <laughs> snap! <laughs> snap closed. That was it. And these dudes are just like, no longer communist either. They're just like, bam, now we're Christian because of we heard Dude, that cameraman that was like ready to jerk off. He had his dick out. <laughs> his fucking... <laughs> He's like, oh, snap, John 3, 16? All right, Jesus. <laughs> I love the shit. Oh, so goodbye. God bless you both. I'm ready to lay down my life for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pray for you, Sophia. Uh, we'll see you in heaven. There's that bitch. Grab her. <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for sending me Timothy and Jim to tell me about your love. And tell me about your beautiful future. You have planned for me. Sophia, get part. back to your cell. The end of the Operation Bucharest. I love She's how... like, dear Lord, thank you for sending me about your beautiful love and your future for me. He's like, shut up, bitch. Get back <laughs> in the cell. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, not to miss here is that, like, she gets saved. She's totally fine. Like, at this point, she's she's absolutely fine. And for whatever reason, Jack Chick was just like, eh, screw it. In the very last panel, we're going to throw her ass back in jail. Even though she converted and she ended up like helping out, there's really no reason to flash back and throw her in jail. But it was just like, yeah, that's in such typical uh, Jack Chick fashion, just like the Holy Joe where like the guy's best friend, it's like nice to him the whole time goes to to hell and then the guy that's being an asshole the entire time gets to go to heaven it's just like there's never any kind of like rhyme or reason and it's almost like book of job non-stop like if you had to ask jack chick his favorite book he'd fucking say job i have to just assume that job and then probably followed by revelation <laughs> exactly <laughs> we have a final verse for this it's first Thessalonians. 4, 15 through 18, King James Version. It says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, for which we are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and with the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we 
which are alive shall remain and be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I think he actually quotes this one very often at the end of multiple comics, uh, specifically the the Trump of the Lord. He loves that uh, passage and loves quoting that one over and over. I bet we have some Q folks that like that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so at the end here, we have a little piece here. It says, Sophia's suffering is only temporary. Very soon, the rapture. Oh, my God. That's where this goes. <laughs> right, yeah, so, don't don't, don't worry. worry. She's she's in jail, but. She's getting gang raped by prison guards. But don't worry. she Her pussy's only going to get assaulted so many times. Because the rapture's coming. <laughs> Sophia's suffering is only temporary. Very soon the rapture, and it has a little asterisk next to it, will take place. And she will be with the Lord. She will miss the coming holocaust where a third of the earth will be destroyed by fire. And the uh, ecology is ruined. Well, Dude, and then uh, we have a bunch of horrible. We don't, we don't want the ecology to be ruined. That would really suck. <laughs> Sophia will return with Christ and rule with him in his earthly kingdom. Then some verses. She will have tremendous riches and power. Dude, I mean, this woman sounds dope. She's got all kinds of shit coming to her. She will have a glorious new body that can travel at incredible speeds and pass through walls. Dude. She will participate in fabulous, this is all in, yeah, in fabulous banquet given by Christ in heaven for his church. Her body will be without pain, spot, or blemish. She will live with the Lord forever because it is written, I have not seen nor ear has heard neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for him that love him. Sophia made the right choice. If she had refused God's gift of eternal life through Christ, she would have died in her sins and been cast into the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God loves you and wants you to experience peace and eternity in heaven. In heaven. And then it, there's this whole thing about I love it, man. He tells you like, and then you even have like a little like boxes that you can fill in. Do you accept Jesus as your Christ and personal savior? <laughs> and if you hit no, you're fucked, bro. You better fill, you better hit that yes, bud. What and you gonna, must do. And, and then do the they bring back the black guy? You before. Yeah, they bring back the black guy. He says, "Don't you blow it by pulling it off? I receive Jesus as my as a personal Lord and Savior right now." This reminds me of like the the Mr. T at the end of the episode that would be like, no, and yes. be nice to your mother. <laughs> I like the bureaucracy to get to heaven. Like you have to check off like a yes or no button. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking fabulous. I love it so much. Uh <laughs> there's something uh there's something poetic here too, though, of of like specifically of Jack T. Chick and his obsession with the King James version and on his interpretation of the King James version. Cause his whole thing is like, um, how dare the Catholics have this one guy, you know, the, the priest that's this middleman that's there just explicitly to tell you how to interpret the, the book of, you know, God. 
Meanwhile, Jack Chick is like, let me tell you what the Bible really says here. I'll interpret this for you. This is seven exact steps. If you are if you are Catholic or a Mason, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting like, like the whole idea of like smuggling a Bible into this place where you're not allowed to and like the way it's done. It's like that's awesome. But then you um, like this guy would completely ban all of this shit. Like I don't when, guess- and, I mean, we're talking about mercenaries that are getting sent into Russia and like With- their ultimate goal is to smuggle fucking microfilm of the Bible. Like Where's the assassinations? Where's the fucking like? There's got to be worry. something else going. Oh yeah, it comes. It comes. He's got a black belt in karate, <laughs> and so at any time, he's the most dangerous son of a bitch there is. Well, and these, this again, like these two guys, uh, Tim and Jim, and again, that's such an annoying fucking two first names, but the these are the Crusaders, the namesake of every other one of these issues that comes after it it tends to start here with the rest of the series i i don't think so i think it kind of dovetails a little bit at a certain point yeah, and it like i don't remember them being in any other fucking yeah I don't but, remember but this that is the point. origin story this is like the okay. origin story of the entire Crusaders the series and this is why it's called the crusaders yeah but again i, I think even as it doesn't follow these two guys specifically for the rest of it this was like the this was you know um uh, freaking Jack T. Chick, you know, Jim and Tim are basically Jack and Fred here. Hell yeah. Dude, I love this so much. We have another 20 plus <laughs> fucking comics to cover. So, dude, I, this was a great first one. Um, everyone, you need to fucking either watch the YouTube version of the Rockfin so you can see all the images that as we're fucking talking in different accents and acting like weirdos, you can fucking keep <laughs> we'll, up with us. We'll have to nail some of the uh, the accents as we go here, too. I'm killing there's, it. So you guys be... had to step it up because I'm fucking... <laughs> well, I noticed that everyone's Austrian at a certain point. Men I mean, women, I mean we could even get to the point where, like, We've like looked at the episode. We've looked up all the verses, so we're not having to wait to look them up and shit. We can be a get slightly there. more professional. Yeah. Get there. <laughs> but this was the first one. I'm drinking Canadian whiskey, and we had a good time. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate you both. <laughs> Likewise, man. This is awesome. Relive some childhood memories. <laughs> this is childhood memories for me, man. I love it. And paranoid America, this is you living through your like fucking military fucking memories and pretty much, yeah, man. I again, love this. And again, and one of the points <laughs> that I was making earlier is that like this dude is absolutely an unsung hero in underground comics. And if you maybe we're gonna bring this back. Well, there was there's like over a billion, well over a billion of these pamphlets that have been distributed worldwide, and there's not a lot of comic books that you can say that have had a billion through like a self-published self-distributed platform it's unfreaking heard of but again since like he's kind of in this no man's land of like no one wants to look at what we just went over which is very much a comic book but like you weren't gonna find this distributed in your comic shop you know and this wasn't gonna be at the uh the san diego comic convention with a table this was nowhere it near any of that it, it would have been awesome been. right we gotta bring this been. shit back yeah, we should have done exorcisms there. Like, if you need to be fucking... <laughs> I love this. 
Uh, gentlemen, thanks again. Uh, Thomas, you want to give your plugs one more time? Uh, yeah, paranoidamerican.com and at paranoidamerican on Instagram. And again, if you like these Jack, uh, these Jack Chick tracks, check out mkultracomic.com and that'll forward you to my first sort of uh, Chick Track inspired comic about MK Ultra. Dude, I love this. Um, dude, and as a background story, I've loved these comics since I was a fucking kid. And I've been looking since I started the show, I've been looking for the perfect person to go through the series with. And Thomas, you are the fucking man. So thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. We're going to keep doing this. And this is awesome. Likewise, man, I never thought I could be a a Jack (laughs) chick freaking expert in any capacity. So this is going to be a fun one. You're probably, dude. You're probably in the top fucking five percentile in the world. You are, you, you are because you own them and because you've read them. You're a fucking, you're a top. <laughs> I get yeah, to be the resident chick uh, track expert. I'm fine with that. Hell yeah! All right, gents, I'm gonna hit the outro later. <laughs>